Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. This week I am your host, Alex Jones, and uh, I am joined today, as usual, by the wonderful, the awesome, Jamie and Chris. Say hello, guys. Hello, uh, everyone. Thank you for having me, Jonesy. Yeah. Or, but, or should I say Alex Jones? Alex Jones? Alex Jones. Can you, That's my name. Can you do this podcast in like... Not not the Alex Jones voice, but could you do the rest of this podcast like the J. Jonah Jameson uh, podcast on Miles Morales and Spider-Man? Definitely not. Like I would love to be able to, but I, <laughs> no, I, I need, I'm not, um, A, I'm not awake enough for that, and B, I, you know, I'm not angry enough for that, so unfortunately not. Wow, um, okay. But thank you for everyone for joining us. We are a gaming podcast. Let me get that in there quick before it goes off the rails so you know. <laughs> Um, we are available on all major podcasting platforms. I'm talking Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. But we are also now, um, for the last few weeks, we've been on paisleyradio.com. So you can check us out online at paisleyradio.com every Thursday at 10pm. Um, thank you very much for Paisley Radio for having us. Oh, yeah. We've been enjoying it. It's a good, it's a good old time. If only, uh, it's been great. If only the uh, listenership on Paisley Radio was as big as our viewership on YouTube, we'd probably be probably be laughing. But there you go. Do you mean? I think you mean the inverse to that. If our viewership on YouTube was as big as our listenership on Paisley Radio, it's the same thing, just the other way around. I think. I think you said the reverse. I'm also yeah, tired, Alex go. Jones. Fair enough. I'm, <laughs> do you know what? Now that I might have completely messed it up, because yes, unfortunately. Um, if anyone is watching this on our YouTube channel, because yes, you can actually see our little mugs if you go mm. over to YouTube.com uh, forward slash Super Show Pod. But I, um, I sort of messed up this morning, boys, didn't I? Because I was supposed to be here bright and early at half past ten, yeah. um, and I slept in. And you had to call yeah. me, and it was five past eleven that I eventually woke up. Yeah, I kept, um, I kept on saying to Jamie, like, "Don't worry, Jamie, he'll he'll be here in two minutes." Yeah, and we <laughs> we even joked about the fact that see, if I'm usually not there for something. It's a safe bet that I've slept in or I've missed an alarm or something like that and you're going to have to wake me up. But with you, we were saying, because of the kids, because of the family, that you don't get that luxury. There's no way you were sleeping in. And yet you somehow proved us wrong. Not normally, yeah. Um, there was the Game Awards last night. So we're, rec- we're actually recording this on Friday, which we don't normally, um, which is the day that goes out. But the Game Awards were last <clears> night. And in the UK, they finished at about five past three in the morning. Um, and so... I managed to uh, get incredibly tired, and then my wife, being as lovely as she is, thought she'd let me sleep in, and she sorted out the kids and everything this morning, That's and, nice. which meant that I uh, I got up and was like, thank you so much for letting me sleep in. I was supposed to be recording the podcast half an hour ago, <laughs> so I probably should have mentioned it to her. And then an just took your time to have a shower instead of just rush here with your man gunk. In your, in your so like, look how bad I look now. Anyway, imagine how bad I would have looked had I not done, like, got ready properly. Like, it would have been a travesty. But hey, if you want to reach out to us, you can uh, get us over at Twitter or at YouTube at Super Show Pod. So um, please do hit us up. But there is a mm. special group of people who already know where we're at, um, and they support us regularly every week, week in, week out, Amen. rain or shine. Amen. And they are the, of course, they are our Patreons uh, who support us over at patreon.com forward slash super show. And I think it's about now that we should give a shout out to some of those incredibly special people. Hell yeah. Um, I'm talking about AIM, Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Brett Z, Hacksaw Book Reed, Jesper Camden Nielsen, Javella Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Martin Skihan, Mindful Pig, Nathan Piers, Scary Omen, Sean Kennedy, Starful Kid, and Zach Cream. And the four big dogs coming in hot. They are Freddie K. Official, Manuel Guerrero, Pease Wad, and The Dude Abides. Nice. You are all 
absolute legends, and we thank you very much for supporting us. Yeah. So a bit of a conundrum now, fellas. Because last time there were two names, now and then there were three names uh, with old Manuel Guerrero, and now, ah, Jesus Christ, now there's a fourth one. So what you're saying is you've not only lost both your testicles, but both your biceps too? Is that yeah. where this is going? Yeah, 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 yeah. Corporate seller, just uh, you know, that's how that's how it goes. So, well, well done, Freddie K. Official. I think. When are you having the tattoos done? Yeah, yeah, they're on there already, the buddy. They're on they're there already. already. There. Yeah, okay, they're already. Can you show us? Oh, no, they're they're microscopic. <laughs> what the balls or the tattoos? Hey, both. Yeah. I think hey. you're gonna have a real problem when there's a fifth <laughs> name on that list because I don't know what part of your body you're donating next. But um, I just like down the shaft. Well. <laughs> I was, I was gonna so, say. It's, so it's it's going to matter about who who it is because uh, if it's Jesper Camdell Nilsson, I think Chris is going to run out of real estate. Mate, so to... come on! No, it, it's going to be one of those things where someone sees Chris's dick and is like, "Why do you have a tattoo that just says JKDN?" And he's like, "Well, when it go, when I get hard, <laughs> yeah, when it gets harder, Jesper uh, Camdell Nilsson." Um, Sorry, yeah. yes, we're coming in. So we're not no, just picking yeah, yeah. on you because you have the longest name of um of the patrons that we've got. But you know what I'm going to do? I, it, maybe, maybe this is a this will be a stretch goal, but uh, I will tattoo Pun the intended. names. Hey, I will tattoo the names uh, around like uh, the circumference, right? Instead of like down down the length of it, the circumference, and it'll be like like in South Africa for rugby, it's the Curry Cup, you know, or, or the I think the Stanley Cup in in America, where each time there's a winner, the the name gets put on there. But eventually, they've had so many winners that it just they have to get another little plinth for it to attach to the bottom <laughs> and just get higher. And, and then eventually, it's like this gotcha. little this little trophy on this massive kind of like stand. Can, like I, can I ask you a genuine question? And it might not sound how, like how big genuine. Is it? No, no, no. Uh, fucking hell! <laughs> no, it was. How much would a patron have to pledge for you yeah. to get their name? Tattooed on your body at the place of their choice. Genuine question. <clears throat> okay, I think I think starting bid is probably about a million. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Strong. Uh, but it's so also you're, like you're, you're different body to, parts will have different to like huge life changing territory straight off the bat. Well, yeah, because you're changing my life, right? Because guaranteed, no one's going to say, "Oh, yeah, uh, why don't you tattoo your name on like the 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 crevice that has never seen sunlight ever." You know, like it's always going to be like, yeah, put it on your fucking forehead or on your dick or on your balls. Well, okay, or something. fair like, enough. It's a, if it's a forehead tattoo, then yes, you need to go right, right to the deep end. That's yeah, but I reckon, I reckon for a million, I, I could manage it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like I said, different body parts, different price ranges. You know. I think that's uh, reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I was going to say, if, if Athletic Gravy wanted the words Athletic Gravy like on one butt cheek or something like that, I'm probably down in like the twenty grand territory. Wow, grand. that's still a lot of money. Like twenty grand is still a lot of money. Yeah, but for like to get for someone to get a tattoo, they don't want to get of a, of <clears throat> your name on or your internet name. You see, if it's I was like, if I was the person who was buying that, I'd kind of have to stipulate like that's fine that amount of money, but you have to do a social post like every month showing <laughs> off, showing off the tattoo in in. <laughs> Me again, just a reminder for anyone out there. <laughs> this is the tattoo I've got. Oh, don't that would be quite. great. Um, do you know what? It depends. It depends what the name was, and it depends, yeah, where it had to go. I'd probably get. I'm probably like, oh, 
I probably about twenty grand as well with you, Jamie, just because I feel like it would be a good story as well. Because someone, I don't have any tattoos, so people say, "Have you got any tattoos?" They'd be like, "I've got one," and it's because uh, one of our patrons yeah. right. pledged can, twenty grand. Can we like, can we do a bit of a, a bit of an auction here? How much would you guys require in order to have hot panic tattooed on your eyelids? So hot and panic. <clears throat> Can you do oh, eyelid I'd, tattoos? Do they work? Yeah, yeah I'd, I sure. You that. can tattoo anything, dude. They, but it's so can, thin. You can tattoo your fucking eyeballs, dude. I know someone who got tattoos on their heels and they started to disappear. Yeah, because I, oh. I guess the skin... I thought just, you meant the heels started to disappear. Yeah, they only had the front of their foot. They just fell over every time they tried to walk. It was wow, really well, troubling. <laughs> maybe maybe no, we should know. move on that, from tattoo talk. That sounds painful, to be honest. All right, okay. What about like... Uh, what about the Post Malone under the eyes? Hot panic. No. Oh, see, like yeah, a, like, a million quid. That's the thing. At that point, you need to bear in mind, like, as much as it maybe shouldn't be, uh, that's, well, actually, everyone's going to have, has a right to have their own opinion on, on, that, on it, but that's something that could stop you getting a job one day. Yeah, true. You know, what so, about like, on your knuckles? And it's hot pee and then anic on the other one. <laughs> uh, uh, like maybe 100 grand. That's, yeah, that seems like a good thing. The knuckles aren't too bad. But look, I, I hate to pull you guys away from <laughs> tattoos on knuckles. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I think what we're trying to say is thank you to all of the patrons and all oh, the people yeah, that watch thanks. and listen. Go, thank go, you very much. Go join the Patreon. <laughs> Um, so we've actually we, we're going back to our old um, uh, show format for this week because purely because we have two big news stories to talk about. So we think we thought we'd go um, and do our comment of the week and do a quick catch up with what we've been playing and then roll straight into the first news story. So anyone who's expecting us to mm. uh, news story at this point or actually even before this point is going to um, yeah don't don't be confused. We're not we're not yeah. mixing everything up going it, back to how we it's are. It's related week, though. So. It's related and it's well worth it. So stick around. It's relevant. It's relevant. So first of all, though, I need to do a quick comment of the week. And mm. this one is calling me out hard <laughs> yeah. because uh, this comes <clears throat> from P.A. Felton, um, who says, I love this podcast and continue to comment despite never making comment of the week. There oh, you go. well, there we go. You've made it now. Big time. And that's the end of the that's the end of the comment. So. <laughs> no, no, no. no. There's off. a lot more. <laughs> Uh, he says, everyone has a bad take now and then, but Jonesy's Samus rant is his worst take ever. <laughs> the reason Samus is iconic is uh, because she was the first major female platform protagonist in a game series that defined three console generations. I don't play Fortnite, so I don't give a shit about if they add Socks the Cat skin from Socks the Cat Rocks the House. But the same reason that people got excited about Samus is the same reason that people watch the new Bill and Ted movies. And as great as Bill and Ted was, it's the best, uh, at its best, Metroid was better. Bold wow. take. What I really like about this is that they didn't just call you out for a bad take. They also like related that bad take to something you actually like in yeah. Bill and Ted. Yeah, they did. There's, a lot, there's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of research that went on in that in that uh, comment. I like I mean, it. Also, also, yeah. uh, you know, a thumbs up for mentioning socks the cat rocks the house. That was <laughs> that was Bill Clinton's cat, and then remember they had that like. Um, it was a cancelled game or like a vaporware game where it was um, all about Socks the Cat in the White House, like, I don't know, shooting vague, things or yeah, whatever. Yeah, vague memories of that from the ATG days that yeah. I don't really recall. That's what ATG is to me now. It's just these <laughs> distant memories were like, that sounds like a video game I've <laughs> talked about in a VO booth. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, thanks for the comment, PA Felton. Indeed. And uh, uh, congrats on making the uh, comment of the week. 
Well done. I, I'll give a quick response because I say PA Felton is it is fair enough. Like fair enough. I was um, a bit too harsh on calling out Samus. I think be, what what I was trying to get at, which I didn't do very well, was the fact of the way that they show like a logo or just the idea of a character coming back, and then people go lose their minds for it um, and don't stop talking about it for, for for forever. But gaming is replete with that sort of stuff. So rightfully called out, <laughs> as we're know. about to find out. <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, I will. Um, I will, I will give that one to P.A. Felton. For, um, <laughs> wow. Uh, fair enough. A, a, rare, a rare omission of, of wrongdoing. I think I was too, too harsh in my criticism of Samus. There's absolutely fair enough that people get uh, well into one character, and, and I can understand why. My, it's the thing for me with, Pro, with um, Samus and with Metroid Prime, and that was, the, was like the length of time since the last game came out, and then you go, well, how long is it? And then people get all excited. But, you know, I do the same thing with, some, with certain characters and some things. As they said, I did with Bill and Ted. It was probably 30 years, 25 <laughs> years, and I was still super psyched to see that, to yeah. see that movie, and did see it and loved it. So there we go. There we go. There we go. <clears throat> so I want to hear what you boys have been playing this week. Oh. Um, shall I, shall I uh, step in and volunteer yeah. myself to go first just to... Uh, yeah. For, for a re- reasons that will become clear very shortly, because... There's one game this week that I that I haven't played that <clears throat> I, I think once I hand over to you two will dominate much of our discussion this week. <laughs> Frog so Fractions Two, uh, right? Frog Fractions Two, exactly. Chris. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know why you spoiled it. I was <clears throat> intentionally Sorry. beating around the bush, and you've just uh, put your dick right in it. Um, I'm in the frog. I'm, Holy no, shit. in the bush. Uh, <laughs> You're supposed to put your dick in the bush. Yeah, you've got to push the bush, dude. Push the bush, Come on, Jamie. Yeah, push it in bush. the bush. I've never heard the expression. Well, hold on, dude. If it's a burning bush, you don't go in there. Come on. Yeah, don't do that. I thought you especially go in the burning bush. No, because that sex is on fire. I don't know. You you can see the Prince of Egypt then. There we go. Um, Teed me up. All right. I'm going to get this out of the way quickly as well, because most people won't care. Hey! Um, Basically, they finally released the next-gen versions of a bunch of EA sports games. They were delayed after the release of the consoles. So that meant the PS5 version of FIFA 21 came out. And wow. I just want to say that they haven't done much to the way that game plays, but for the first time in ages, they have really um, done some really impressive work to the lighting model. And yeah. combine that, get this, this is a weird one, with a change to the the camera the game defaults to for the in-match presentation and the result is in my opinion for the first time ever i think one could feasibly confuse from a safe distance fifa 21 on ps5 gameplay for real football there you go that's my hot take again you'd have to be someone who maybe isn't that familiar with either and watching it from a safe distance (laughs) on the right display but you know that old adage of like your mum walks in and goes why are you watching this when actually you're playing it (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has never been more true than with these next-gen consoles. I think the same probably goes for NBA 2K21 and maybe Madden. I haven't seen that yet, though. Don't see you pulling a face. Only because, (laughs) like, my mum would have said that about games that came out, like, 15 years ago. (laughs) Is this real? Yeah, but that's that's what I mean when you say someone who doesn't know what they're looking at, doesn't know what they're talking about, and from a distance. Does your mum have cataracts? That, like my, I, I remember when um, we've talked about this before when Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat, <laughs> yeah. came out, and people were like, "It's photorealistic." Like, no, <laughs> no I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that there, there is that running I, I, joke, I know, isn't I, there, I, of like someone being like, "Oh, why are you watching? Uh, why are you watching basketball?" I'm, yeah. and you're not. Although um, I just Jamie, think that's that's never been more likely to happen. Yeah. Yes, Although Chris, I've been I've been enough. seeing some some talk on the Twitters 
saying that uh, people don't really like the look of next-gen FIFA 21. Um, and specifically, I think they put it up to like, what was it, like FIFA 2012 or some shit like that? And they were like, why does FIFA 2012 look like F- better than FIFA oh, 2021? That's interesting. I, I haven't seen that that specific comparison, so I'd, I'd <clears throat> yeah. be curious to look that up and see what the, it is. The screenshot that I saw was like the... Um, Probably true to life isn't what you were saying in that FIFA 21 just looks so realistic, but it just kind of looks washed out and uninteresting and unremarkable in almost every single way. Like the real world. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of the problem with games is this is the thing when everyone talks about like being, because we, as as if people don't realise we bang on about enough, we are all editors. And Mm -hmm. one of the interesting things about being an editor is you quickly realise that real life isn't that interesting. Yeah. Like if you want to get colours and... Uh, like white balances and stuff to match the real world, it's it does it, things aren't that great. It's why you add things like grades and you you know change saturations and you change contrasts because the the real world can be kind of bland, not much yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's one of the problems you have with games and movies and things is going down that route of ultra realistic sometimes isn't what people are after, and it's why you end up with interesting graphical styles, interesting looks. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. Sort of yeah. Joe, I'd, I'd, I'd be really curious to see that image as well, um, to uh, see what see specifically they were, you, yeah. they were kind of uh, focusing on. I, I guess, look, I, I haven't really been out there when it comes to the, the FIFA 21 reaction, so I don't actually know that much of what people are saying. All I can give was my honest initial reaction when I first uh, booted up uh, this uh, next-gen version of the game and say that it was specifically the changes to the lighting model and in some cases, some of the quality of the uh, character models themselves, especially the players that had uh, real face scans. Um, yeah, right. That stuff uh, just looked—it just looked much more natural and, and and photorealistic in a way that I think FIFA hadn't before. FIFA always had um, almost like a filter to it that I could always distinguish from a very safe distance. Uh, unlike something like Pez, which I actually thought was closer to the photorealism angle in recent years, especially. And I think FIFA has closed that gap. I will also just say that the uh, the dual sense uh, support in that game is also really surprisingly cool. Um, it's the first time I've experienced. Do you remember we, we used to talk about that idea of what if the trigger got <clears throat> harder to pull? Um, oh, when you when players had low stamina and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, that stuff is kind of interesting in practice. It doesn't always work is what I'll say. <laughs> and it's a very strange experience when, uh, not to get too deep into the football side of things, but you bring on a substitute, you've got a player with low stamina and a player with high stamina, you press L1 to change between the two, and essentially what's happening is in a second, the right trigger on the dual sense is going from high tension to no tension, and you actually hear like a weird click almost from the controller as All it right, really yeah. quickly adjusts. Um <clears throat> that was a little bit odd, having that having almost like a clack in the background of it because the, <laughs> you're asking so much of the dual yeah, sense. And I'm also just not sure how I feel about that feature. I think they might have slightly overdone it. But the yeah. haptic feedbacks on making contact with the ball are are well done. Yeah, and I will also just say, Chris has sent me this picture. I think that uh, the screenshot that's being used to represent FIFA 21 here in this particular uh, image that Chris has sent me. Uh, like it, it's clear that in in the in the move towards trying to create, it's exactly what Jonesy said. Trying to create a more like realistic uh, look for the game, they've gone. They've ended up with something that's a little bit more washed out, yeah. far 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 less saturated. Um, but I, I personally still feel like it looks closer to real football. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the, the picture you said, Chris, I would say, yeah, the one on the right <laughs> looks better anyway. And I'll like, also say, I, like... FIFA 12 does not look better than FIFA 21. Sorry, it, it was FIFA looks... 17, to be fair. Oh, 17. But, yeah. it's all, uh, but it's also like... Uh, it, I, uh, I, I, I feel bad doing this because I know people. some people are just listening <laughs> to this, but if you, you guys scroll down from that tweet, there's a reply yeah. with someone who's taken some t- uh, photos of his TV. Um, and, uh, like, there's two screenshots, one of a player, one of a ma- match... Yeah, and I think if you click on the left image, the ones of the match, that's what the game looks like to my eyes now. And you might be able to see what I mean when you say, when I say that it's easy to confuse it for a real match. I no, think, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I can see. <clears> so yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think they've done. A, I think they've done a good job, basically. Okay. Long story short, for for what was a uh, like a free upgrade version for a game that actually came out three months ago. Yeah. Bodes, no, no, bodes well for other games that may or may not be waiting for next-gen upgrades that come out months after release <laughs> that may or may not seriously need them. And talking of games that may or may not desperately need patches <laughs> to fix their current or perhaps even last-gen versions, I think there's one particular video game, I, I don't actually recall the name of it, sort of <laughs> under-the-radar title, that you two might have found some time for in this past week. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about either, Chris. I don't know. You, um, I, 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 this is out. just a hint, but if only one of you decided to, I don't know, wear a jacket or sit on a chair <laughs> with this game's logo on it, then I might have more of an idea of <laughs> which video game came out this week. Yeah. Hmm. We so okay before we get into it, I we jokingly said before this that um you know talking about video game people that do podcasts or do have magazines or whatever or channels who talk about games who are obviously influenced by the fact that um they've they're part <laughs> of the environment and they get like free stuff or they get whatever we are not that let me point this out most, Chris de- most rocking, definitely not <laughs> we're not that chris is rocking his cp 2077 jacket oh, hold on hold on you- uh, hold on there we go reversible nice. jacket mind there you go it is reversible good all chris uh, has put that on specifically because he's had a great time playing cyberpunk so uh, maybe yeah. what well, may i'm assuming i'm assuming and, I don't well, think what's your on. excuse then for sitting on that uh, chair for the past two months. No, his wife I, bought that chair. It wasn't even yeah, Jonesy. It wasn't me. She, no, but she, I wanted it. She oh, it was me. a um, gift. It was, it was a, it's a sick-ass chair. That's my excuse. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I get that. I, I, think, I think there's some interesting things to unpack with uh, the, the name of the game, which is Cyberpunk 2077. There, there's some interesting oh, things, yeah. and I, I really want to kind of get stuck into talking about it. And I know, Jonesy, you've played it. I've played it. Um, before we get into that, though, can I just give a, a, a quick shout to the continuation of my playthrough of Miles Morales? So I haven't finished it yet, and now that Cyberpunk's come out, I don't know when I will be able to finish it, but I'm going to try and make time. Um, you won't have to make very long. No, I know, I know. <laughs> the, the, more, the more I play the game, it's... it's. That's going mental. Yes, <laughs> um, I, 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 I still like it very much, and... I do think, just personal preference, that I prefer uh, Peter Parker Spider Man over Miles Morales Spider Man. I Racist. like the Ra- wow, <laughs> don't, don't wow. Okay. That's the criticism Jamie levels <laughs> whenever someone says they were straight into it. He was even pointing his finger at the fucking camera. Uh, um, scum, subhuman scum, <laughs> subhuman scum. Um, no, I, I like. I look, I like the uh, improvements and the venom powers that Miles Morales brings to it. Uh, but I don't. Something about it just feels a little bit kind of. Bear, and and and, yeah, I, I agree, and, yeah. and funnily enough, last week was some uh, uh, something Jamie that you said you 
kind of had a criticism about the original uh, Spider-Man, which was that they they almost threw everything in the fucking kitchen sink because they had like the what are they called the Insidious Six and um, all of that shit escaping from the raft, and it led to fucking Doctor Ock and blah 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 blah. Yeah. But but I kind of feel that like Miles Morales has gone the complete opposite direction of it. Right, where it's like, oh, you have Rhino in the beginning, and then it's like, meh, here's fucking Taskmaster. Meh, oh, no, Tinkerer, Tinkerer. Uh, to be fair, it might change because I'm still, you know, playing the game, but I don't think it changes that drastically. And I, I kind of feel that, like, maybe they could have added more variety, and they don't necessarily need to have made the game bigger or longer to have had that variety in it. That's fuller. Yeah, fuller, you know. It's like you've bought one of those pre-done sandwiches from a supermarket and you and it looks all meaty <laughs> and then you open it up and then the meat and the filling yeah. is just around the front. Yeah, you, you don't want a bigger sandwich. You just want some more stuffing. Or it's like you're yeah, making a cup of tea, right? And you, you put your tea bag in, but you don't let it steep and you take it out straight away. It's like, yeah, it tastes like tea, but it's like, could be stronger, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I get what you mean. Yeah, like, don't get me I, wrong. I'm still really enjoying it and I'm glad that it exists. I personally don't have a problem with the price point for it, for what it gives you um but yeah i just think as a package it may have benefited a little bit more from being a little bit more robust uh, okay. and and in a weird way this is my jumping off segment i kind of have an a similar ish feeling on cyberpunk okay interesting right okay but now but we're getting we're, into the meat we're, we're gonna get into it but i think maybe jonesy i mean tell me what you think uh do you think we should just cover the the super show uh, super show the cyberpunk review stuff because i think when we talk about it we can probably go back to some of the things that they were saying there yeah okay we can tie the two things together for sure yeah. um there might be that might be a better way of doing it i guess we can sort of relate it um rather than just both talking about yeah like what we think of it and then getting into it so yeah let's let's go on to so our, um the main thing we need to talk about is oh hold on sorry is- can i just point out that if you're listening to this I've put on my cyberpunk lights. Different background. Uh, yes. Um, if you d- want to check out Chris's jacket or his cyberpunk lights, <laughs> yeah. head um, over to youtube.com. If oh, anyone sure. picked up the, the, the free pair of 3D glasses we sent out in the last <laughs> week, uh, you can uh, put them on now. and Just a bit of a... I've, I've ticked the uh, chromatic aberration tick box. That's all it is, right? <laughs> it's a neat look. It's a neat look. Yeah. Um, anyway, yes, sorry. But, no, um, not, not worth interrupting you for. Go ahead. No, it's all right. So eight years in the making, Cyberpunk 2077 was finally released uh, this week after um, two, I think it was two delays. So originally it was supposed to release like six months ago um, or over six months ago. Then they pushed it by another month. And so it finally yeah. came out on um, the t- uh, 10th of December um, and was released all around the world at the same time, which was a nice touch um, that they did. They made yeah. sure that everyone got access to it at the same time. I think it was effectively 12 p.m. GMT, uh, sorry, 12 a.m. GMT. 12 a.m. Yeah. Thursday morning, and then that rolled out the same for everyone across the world. It was, which was some. I don't know. Some games don't do that, I guess, but they made a really big deal of it. Which I, yeah. I think Jamie's pulling the face for a game this big. It kind of had to be right. Jamie's doing this face. I'm, yeah, I'm trying trying to remember the last game that came out earlier in other places. I guess time difference is the only thing, right? Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Yeah. Time but difference. Like, yeah, like they made a they made a point of going like it releases at seven thirty here twelve. Here, I, I guess eighth here they they saved us from all the annoying Reddit posts where someone goes. By the way, it's out in New Zealand. 
It's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't care. I don't live there. Yeah. Fuck off. Shut up. <laughs> oh, you say that, although we used that fucking New Zealand workaround to get access to a game earlier than we would have. Yeah, actually, do a- you want to take Thank you, New Zealand. <laughs> But so um, there was a few. There was a little bit of weirdness going on. Going on a little with, um, bit. CD Projekt Red um, in the in the release of Cyberpunk. So we started to get, we started to see reviews come in, and obviously people who'd been playing the game, um, who'd got early release early versions of the game, um, wanted to put out their reviews. Uh, fair enough. Um, CDPR also put out some marketing stuff, which or which basically said some people are going to get their hands on the game early if you release anything we will come down on you with like a huge legal <laughs> team and framework, yeah. which was kind of interesting because they, they, they sort of preempted anything like that to say, Hey, look, you get a copy of this game early. We're going to beat the crap out of you online, <laughs> yeah. uh, which was interesting for them to go that route. But I, I kind of, I'm going to, do you know what? I'm going to try and not be cynical, which some people will say that's unfair because I'm cynical about everything. Ooh. I'm going to try not to be cynical. And I'm going to say that it was, as they said, because they wanted people to enjoy the release. Well, you know, <sighs> In that sense, in the sense of they didn't you know want people what? to break just, in. Just because I, I know you've got to get through what you've got to get through <laughs> and you don't want arguments to start now, but I think... We can talk... We, that's, yeah, fair that, That's generous. <laughs> it's very, it's Please continue. It's generous. Let's we'll get into it because yeah, that is oh, actually very. Do you mean they didn't want us to see the base PS4 version of the game before the base PS4 version of the game came out for spoilers' sake? Oh, it all makes. Please no, continue. <laughs> so well, I was I was talking more about the people who uh, weren't supposed to have copies of the game. I think it's oh, no, different when you talk pe- about some people like honest to god got sent retail copies of the game early and yeah. tried yes. to make content and got takedowns. Yeah, but see, I actually don't have an issue with that. Insofar right. as it's only when I Naughty do- Dog do it that it's a problem. I forgot. <laughs> no, I don't have. A, I don't have a problem with Naughty Dog. I'm, do not, I'm sorry. I wasn't. I'm not even addressing <laughs> you at this point. I'm just. Um, I'm leaking, what, Jonesy. I'm leaking. <laughs> I see. Oh, wow. But what, what I thought was was actually particularly bad was the embargo they placed onto the outlets they had sent copies to on purpose for review purposes. Agreed. That to me is much more pernicious because that is like. The, the, those guys can't do their jobs if you embargo them from footage and things because yeah. they can say bug, but then what do the, they really mean? And um, I, was, I was interjecting and say some people, for that exact reason, essentially refused to do their jobs yeah. and uh, said they would not publish reviews until they could use their own footage. Yeah, I think Skillup said that, right? He was like, oh, you got to wait because um, it's bullshit. Exactly. I, know, I mean, I think he's right. I think he's absolutely right on that take because that was. Um, there's no point doing a review and saying, "Do you know what? Th- this is good. This is good. This is good." Showing good stuff and then going, "But I had some bad stuff," and then not being able to show it. So just in case people weren't aware, so yeah, effectively they had an embargo which said that um, outlets could review the game, could use the footage that they'd been given and people had already seen, and they could talk about their experiences, but they weren't actually allowed to show. Um, the con- I don't think anyone had a console version anyway. People had asked for console keys and they hadn't been given them. Um, yeah. It was PC-only versions that were released for review. And then you weren't allowed to show anything outside of a very specific set of stuff. Um, I think they even supplied them with additional B-roll and said, hey, this is what you can use. Which which is very standard fare, isn't it? It's the very standard thing for them to do is to say, here's a here's well, some B-roll, here's some stuff. I mean, the, the we've, B- had, like, the, we've had that as, as ATG. We've yeah, the B-roll is standard, but what's not standard is saying, your your B-roll is not actually your B-roll. Your B-roll is your fucking A-roll. That's all you've got to use. You're not it's allowed not to use standard anything else. It's not standard saying you can't use, yeah, you yeah. Can't use your yeah. stuff. You have In to fact, use this stuff. In fact, not- almost the only time we ever got writing that suggested that there were bits of footage that we could not use was when we were doing sponsored content. 
that was when they would specify that. But even then, like if, if for instance, we got sent a review code of, what was it, Far Cry 5, mm. right? And they would say, oh, you can show this chapter and that chapter, but don't show the menu and don't show the overworld map. Yeah. And, yeah. and that I completely understand because they're like, we haven't released that info yet and we want to just keep it under the hat so people can experience Like, oh, fair enough. But when they put that kind of a stipulation on it, it's pretty much inconsequential. It doesn't matter if I don't show people the fucking overview map of Far Cry 5 because it's not doesn't mean that the game is good or bad. It's just an element that they want to keep yeah. hidden until release. That's Although, fine. That, and to, like, to go back to what I referenced earlier with Naughty Dog, that did happen with The Last of Us Part 2, where we didn't necessarily know why at the time, but specific chapters were very heavily embargoed all the way up to release. And yeah. at the time, it was controversial. Now we know, for story reasons, there are reasons that you don't show the back half of The Last of Us 2 to players before they play it themselves. Um, but at the time, they got some stick for that. And for yeah. reference, like Naughty Dog didn't say, hey, you can't even use your own gameplay captures of the first half of the game. That was all yeah. fair game. But they embargoed story elements, which I'm yeah. sure CD Projekt Red was somewhat trying to do with uh, their decisions around Maybe. this. But obviously the the side effect of this is is what Jonesy's getting into now with, yeah. you know, not being able to Who's show it? the negatives you're talking about, as you mentioned. The strange thing as well, why it doesn't make sense with a game like Cyberpunk is because it is it's such a bra- it is a, it is a branching game. There's so many different ways to interact with certain elements and story elements and side quests in that you would end up with loads of people's recorded footage being very different from each other's. And it wouldn't necessarily even be spoilerific. Whereas something like um, The Last of Us Part Two, like you could have given away entire parts of that game by showing a very limited amount of stuff. And there was only one way to do story elements. Yeah. So I think it's even less justifiable in the case of a game like Cyberpunk because it's not even like, you know, I might play the game and have a character do one thing, you might play it and have a character do something completely different. So, yeah. Yeah. well, it's not completely different. But yeah, so let's um, let's crack through a couple of Yeah, let's points. just so, get, get into the meat of it, Jones. Like, we're going at a snail's pace here. I we think. are. Um, so we're, there's a lot to talk about, you know. We're, <laughs> yeah. do, we're doing we're, we're fine. We're firing, you know, things over the top of one another and... <laughs> We've got at least an hour and 20 minutes to, to go yet, so don't worry about it. Um, so the game, uh, it came out and it had very positive reviews across the board from the early places that released it. I mean, it still set, sits um, around a 90 on Metacritic, which is very good. Like that is that is not bad by any stretch. Given the some of the issues that we'll talk about, it's actually, I think, even more impressive. Um, <laughs> the 90, because you, you justifiably could mark this game down, I would say on that scale by like 10 points or so for some, you know, for bugs and things like that. Potentially, yeah. Um, there was uh, there was a couple of um, lower reviews that came out. I think one was from VentureBeat, which was a 6 out of 10, and one from GameSpot, which was a 7 out of 10, which caused a lot of backlash with the channel specifically <laughs> that I, um, I watch, I'm subscribed to, which was um, The Quartering. Who oh, you subscribed a- to him as well, you scumbag. I'm I've been subscribed to him for a couple of years. Oh, you scumbag. Um, but... Whatever you think about the core, like he had, <clears throat> he released a video that got a lot of backlash because I think he affect he he um, was responding to the reviewer from Gamespot, uh, who I think is called Kaylee pa- Paggy. I think her name is. Yeah. So the so the seven out of ten right one right. Yeah, the seven out of ten. Where is it? Is it Kaylee or is it? I think Carly? I think I might be right in saying that it's Callie Plaggy. Plaggy, Callie Plaggy. Plaggy. Can, can I can I just say something before you carry on? Sure. So, okay, don't want to kind of wade in and defend anyone 
just yet because we'll get into that. But we do we do realize that a seven out of ten is a decent score for a game. Never mind if it's a decent score for Cyberpunk, but for a game, a seven out of ten is fine, right? No, but, okay, <clears throat> but you've gone you down know, the rabbit hole already. You've Pandora's box now, Chris. You've <laughs> asked, Jonesy, asked Jonesy to dig a little deeper on a quartering video. <laughs> well, no, not even on a quartering video. A seven out of ten, like so. Everyone out there will probably know, but just in case people don't, the way that the game's great grading works is complete bullshit. Like it doesn't make any sense. Totally, a seven yeah. out of ten is like a failure. Like often you you have. Um, uh, money from for studios from the publishers tied to how well they do in like me- on crit- Metacritic scores and averages of scores. And if you're not hitting like a 90 or like above an 85, you will get less money um, yeah. for the game that you've put out. And you get this really weird, weird dynamic where a seven, which a seven out of 10, right? If someone said I was seven out of 10 hot, I would be insanely happy with that. But <laughs> in games, um, a seven out of 10 is like a slap in the face because it means that it's almost it's almost like someone said, you made someone a meal, they ate it, and you went, how was it? How was it? How was it? You were excited here, and they went, it's fine. Like that, to me, the 7 <laughs> out of 10 is like, a, it's fine. Yeah. It's a bit of a diss, but you don't want to give them a lower score because you've, you know, maybe that'd be too much, but you're not going to get into the 8s, the 9s, the 10s of the world. Well, the the weird thing about, uh, what it's, it's GameSpot, isn't it? So It's yeah. GameSpot, yeah. The weird thing about how GameSpot kind of tier their reviews is saying that seven is a good game because they've got this weird thing where it's like, oh, 10 out of 10 is essential and uh, nine out of 10, what, are, what do they call it? Like fucking perfect or some shit. It's all a wanky kind of scale that they've just kind of arbitrarily kind of put on themselves. But so they're, they're good. Like for example, seven out of 10, good. I mean, that that's that should be true, right? That should be like, um, should I buy this game? It's good. Yeah, I'll play yeah. it. Should I tell you what it is? So 10 is essential, 9 yeah. is superb, 8 is great, 7 is good, then 6 fair, 5 mediocre, then poor, bad, terrible, and abysmal. Like, so, so if you get, if someone gave a game a 5 and you said, should I play it? And they went, it's mediocre. You could see people going, oh, a mediocre game. I could I could play that yeah, for a yeah, bit. Yeah. If you get a 5, you're getting fired. Like, <laughs> yeah, like when, when someone tells me uh, when a, a new game came out and the, the, the critical consensus was that it's mediocre, I expect to go on Metacritic and see an average in like the, the 60s or maybe low 70s. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. That's, so this which is, is, why, which this is skewed, which is a bit scuffed. Like, yeah. yes. like a 70 out of 100 average from critics is not mediocre. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we digress. So, so this, what, what did this reviewer say about... But, so, so, let me uh, give you a little background because it's a bit of a weird one. Basically, GameSpot did their review where they critiqued a lot of the stuff in the game um, and it was completely fair. Like, they talked about bugs. They talked about the way some of the elements in the world work. They talked, you know... They reviewed it. It was and it was a completely fair review. Yeah, um, surprisingly low. I think a lot of people were surprised by how low they went. What happened was though they then put out a video which was sort of a, very much in the style we're doing now, where they had three people discussing their their views on Cyberpunk and did it was like a forty minute video <clears throat> where the reviewer she actually went into some more detail about what she played, what she liked, etc. But she kind of flagged a few things that she didn't actually do in the game and that she outright like ignored she even said about how uh, there were certain potential side quest options where the people would say come and do this over here and she was like well i'm not that and it was help the police and i'm not going to do that so i just drove the other direction and i think people that kind of rubbed some people up the wrong way because it was like you you're missing out whole sections of the game like crafting yeah. she said i think she never got into um 
And it, it just it came across as a little odd. And I think, and this is why there was a bit of a reaction, and the quartering um, specifically reacted quite harshly because he said she hadn't even played the game. She had. I mean, she'd played like 50 hours of the game. I think the only reason she hadn't finished it was because um, she had a bug right at the end, which meant that she couldn't fight the final boss. But she, right, all intents yeah. and purposes, had put a lot of time into this into this game. I think it was a bad shout for a GameSpot to come out and um, have a video where she says, I didn't play this, I didn't do that. She says like she didn't buy any cars, she didn't go shopping for clothes because she was perfectly happy. It just came across weird. But when you play the game, I kind of get some of the points she was talking about now. Like, I, I, yeah, but hold on. I mean, I've got to be careful, right? Because you, on the one hand, you don't want to sound like some kind of a, a cyberpunk simp. And on, on the other hand, you don't want to sound like, I don't know, the quartering who's just fucking hates everyone. But it, for, for an average person playing the game, I can totally understand missing certain elements of a game because yeah. it doesn't resonate with you. And it's a bit difficult to kind of remove <clears throat> the person from the reviewer because obviously they are intrinsic intrinsically linked however i would say and i know that online there have been many like discussions back and forth on this even with um what's his name brian altano kind of like defending uh the reviewer but in my perspective is if and, and i'm not talking from the perspective of a like a youtuber where it's a single person doing what they're doing i'm talking about specifically a big publication, a well-known publication like GameSpot, I would kind of expect their reviewer to review pretty much every aspect of, a big aspect of the game. Now, fair enough, helping the police may be not a big aspect of the game, as it turns out. But uh, crafting, I mean, if it's got enough to dedicate an entire section of your menu, your sub-menu to get into it, like, Fucking go through it. You don't have to like it. And then just in your review, say, I did it and I just didn't like it. But well, don't, come, don't come around and say, I didn't do it. Like, so, uh, it, I, 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 I think there's a certain expectation that needs to be placed on I, I, reviewers. I'll offer the other side of the argument because I, I don't know if either of you two did, but in my uh, sat at home not playing Cyberpunk 2077, <laughs> I watched uh, the entirety of that 40-minute discussion that yeah. they put up here that she made a lot of these comments in. Yeah. Um, and when she was able to elaborate on them beyond what uh, appeared in the review, yeah, the argument she tried to make is that she tried to uh, suggest that the reason she hadn't engaged with some of these mechanics or ideas or or, or sort of optional uh, objectives and side content was not because she didn't want to or she just said, no, for, fuck it, I'm not doing that, but yeah. because the game failed to make them important or relevant enough to what she was doing. She didn't buy. Jonesy said she didn't buy any clothes. That's big, but she didn't buy clothes because she constantly found that she was picking up clothes with higher armor ratings uh, that were of any rel that, that than anything she could have bought. She didn't need to go to the store and buy new clothes. Right? Yeah. She didn't. Then, uh, she didn't then, uh, use I, I, the uh, crafting system because as soon as she looked at the crafting system, she was like, "I've literally got over a hundred healing items. I don't need to craft any more healing items." And then never even skill up. In his review, said. I accidentally started specking towards uh, like crafting in terms of the skill tree and then realized how useless crafting is. But no one's calling out skill up for saying that that part of the game's redundant. We're calling out this chick because she called it out as redundant and then made the mistake of saying, so she didn't really interact with it past that point. But it's the second half yeah. that everyone's for some reason picking up on and running. Well, I think, I think especially with a, a, a big game like this and as a respected outlet, what you need to do is you 
you need to elaborate a lot more. Like skill up is one dude, and it, it you know if if people aren't complaining about his kind of take on it, it's probably because he elaborated it on it more. But then, then, but then she did. Then, 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 why aren't we sat here criticizing everyone? Why aren't we? Uh, we've mentioned we've mentioned her by name. The quartering yeah. mentioned her by name. If we're criticizing her because she represents, why are we criticizing her when we're saying that an outlet should have done a better job? Oh no, no. So yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think that's kind of what I was like, getting if that's into. The thing, then, then her no, name that, shouldn't even come up. You know. Yeah, that that's fair. What I what I was getting into, and and um, it's something that we actually spoke about on our uh, WhatsApp group chat is saying if this is an issue and then why didn't the editor not the video editor the kind of like content editor kind of flag this and say like hey you know maybe because because there's another way of looking at it you could say i didn't interact with it so you just don't mention it yeah but then but then but then she she thought the reason that she didn't interact with it was a negative which is why it factored into the quote-unquote review like if this, if the yeah. crafting system doesn't make itself vital, and you the, to the point where you don't think you need to engage with it, and you see that as a negative, then that does come under the review. But then I guess it comes. There's a bigger discussion here, perhaps going on where it's like when you work for a an outlet that has a you know attracts a large audience, a lot of people go to for a review. Do you have? Is it a requirement? I should say that you. Yeah pour over every single square inch of a video game and offer some opinion on yeah. every single inch of it? Or is it your right as an individual to play the game your way and just relay your experience? Yeah. So this is what I was saying. The, the tweets you know, coming from Brian Altano was saying, oh, you know, we obviously don't pour over every fucking corner of this game because it's so, especially in Cyberpunk, it's so fucking massive. And yeah, I get that. But then, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a bit silly about it, but I just think like no, 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 it's it's that. if you if you decide to verbally bring up something as let's say a negative, then surely what you need to do is explore that negative to its fullest if you are trying to do a review at, I th- on 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 behalf of an outlet. That's I how think, I would see I think, it. I think that that gets harder to do when only a fraction of the people who are happy to get angry about it are happy to watch the forty minute long video <laughs> in which you actually elaborated on it. Yeah, that's fair. So the, uh, it's interesting listening to you both talk about there because I'm going to have to come down maybe right in the middle. <laughs> oh, surprise, enough. surprise, the Super Show special. But <laughs> Alex the Fence Jones. No, but, but, it, but it, it's not that Jones is always in the middle. It's just no, that he's not. we're always like one's on the one side, other's on the other side. It does happen a middle. lot for us three. Fucking hell, yeah. So in my, in my in my estimation, what happened was right. So the GameSpot released that 40 minute, 40 long, 40 minute long video at the wrong time because... Um, I, because they released it before the game came out, they effectively had a video where uh, the reviewer says, oh, I didn't do X, Y, and Z. And it sounds like to me, to me, I watched that whole 40 minute video and to me, it sounded bad. I then watched the court rings video and um, he takes it out. He does take it out of context and he doesn't talk about the stuff that she talks about that she does like about the game. He literally snapshotted some of the, um, just the negatives that she said. But I think his, his sort of opinion of saying maybe you were the wrong person to review it was a pretty fair opinion based at the time on the information that I had, like everyone else, which is I hadn't played that game, but yeah. it just sounded odd to me. Um, have it, like As Chris said, if you're going to be a reviewer, and I do think it's different, Jamie, for GameSpot, because I see them as, say, like a big newspaper. Um, they, they, they are more, um, or they have... 
more reason and more things that they have to check than say like one blog person who's got a blog online because they are a big outlet and they're one of the main outlets. So it makes it a little different to say like one YouTuber. Having said that, and having played the game now for like maybe six, seven hours or something like that, um, she's right. Like she's, <laughs> her, her, what she says about um, the crafting you, you don't need to do any crafting. I, the last sort of yeah. mission I did where I went into a place and I took out a whole load of, um, uh, I think they're Miltech people. I came out of that encounter with like, I think probably 40 to 50 weapons um, of which I had like some, maybe seven or eight different guns, but I had multiple variations of each one, which yeah. I could then disassemble, sell, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to get components and a whole load of money. I got, you get so many items of clothing that you just find scattered throughout the world. Like yeah. there is stuff everywhere. And the idea that you need to go shopping to buy stuff, right, is to me at the moment is completely redundant. Yeah. We, when I started playing it, you and I actually had a conversation, Jamie, about like look versus armor rating in an RPG. <laughs> and I was erring on the side of look and I and I was like, oh, I want to look a certain way. <laughs> the second I went into an encounter where I knew armor was going to be important, <laughs> I immediately swapped out all the armor, that, all the clothes that I had yeah, on. Yeah, you took off your basketball shorts. Mate, I was wearing like leather effect leggings and <laughs> a, a tank top with like sleeveless tank top and sunglasses because it gave me a higher armor rating. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm not sure how I feel okay, about that. Okay, but, but, th- but this, is, this, this is the point, right, though, because... There is a criticism there, but it's also a question of how you treat that criticism and and where you go with that criticism, because there is very valid points there that you could expand into its own 40 minute video. So this is this is my point about the way that GameSpot released the video. They if they hadn't have released it before the game was on general release. Um, if they'd have waited a week after the fact and other and people would have got a chance to play it, I think they would have had a lot more people saying, "Oh, I completely understand what you mean," because. Yeah we would have all seen, you know, there's 8 million people that pre-ordered it or something. You'd have had 8 million people going, I don't know, percentage-wise, but you would have had a large percentage of those people agreeing with her. Um, the problem is you had a 40-minute video, which isn't isn't that long anyway to talk about such a big game. She, she said, I didn't do X, Y, Z, and it sounds really bad because in our heads, we're thinking of these all-encompassing RPGs and we're thinking of the perfect version of Cyberpunk and that she's missing out huge sections of the game. The problem with that game in my mind at the moment is there is so much to do and so many elements to interact with. Like I haven't touched crafting. I just, because I keep finding stuff, I keep getting like add-ons for my weapons. I found a muzzle. I found a site. And every time you do a little tiny section, take out a few people, you've got loads more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So this section where I'd, I said, like I'd changed all my clothes and I was now looking hilarious. <laughs> I walked into the building and I found a flak jacket, another pair of trousers, a pair of boots before I'd even done the mission. And they were all higher armor rating than what I had on. So I then swapped out all my clothes again. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's an RPG in the way that an RPG is just goes, there is shit everywhere. And you will spend five minutes at the end of every battle if you get into it. <laughs> just picking everything up. Picking shit up. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird because Dream of the Witcher was the opposite where it was like, you play the game for 15 hours. It's like, great, we're going to give you your first uh, item, your first actual equippable armor now. Here's a, here's a picnic blanket that Geralt can wear. And you're like, I played 15 hours to unlock a picnic blanket. What's going on? This yeah. this goes, so one of the mods I unlocked in, uh, almost immediately, right, with one of my perks was um, that I can automatically uh, disassemble junk. 
as soon as I pick it up, it automatically disassembles it. And the reason I did that was because otherwise your inventory is full of shit that you don't need. Yeah. And you've got to go to a vendor to sell all your junk. I was like, please just let someone disassemble this so I can have crafting opponents. I haven't crafted anything because I've got I've, 50 health kits. I've crafted stuff. and I've, th- Because guess what? Enough. Like crafting health kits is like one of the 50 things that you can craft. Like, Anyway, I, but- I so by the end of the game, I definitely would have done crafting. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I've also tried some of those side quests where they, there are emergent events that you go past and you'll yeah. see thugs on the side of the road who they'll have bounties on their heads. And if you um, knock them out, kill them or whatever, you get the reward. And that's a good way to earn a bit of money on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you might find that you go into one market and then there's a whole gang of people. And if you take that gang out, you get a load of money for it. Yeah. And those things work quite well, but they're quite hard to find. You kind of have to be, you kind of got to want to do it. If you're going yeah. from A to B to do a mission, you're going to maybe miss out some of that stuff. It's Someone said it, like, it doesn't work. And I think it was in this video. They said it doesn't work as well as in RDR2, where you feel like you are forced into those encounters. This is definitely more of a, you could just walk by. I don't know if you feel yeah. the same way, Chris, but you don't have to get involved in a scuffle on the side of the road in the same way. Well, I think but it's how, yeah, I think it's almost how they frame it, right? Because <clears throat> the, all the marketing is like, oh, night city, there's fucking gunfights around every corner and shit. And so you go into it and you think, okay, well, this is just fucking another another day in night city. Like, I'm not going to get involved if I don't want to. The, and there's also too much in a small spell. Like, at least with Red Dead, it was actually kind of sparse in that respect. Like, yeah. you'd be riding your horse for a few minutes and you might come across something. In this, you'll drive around two blocks and you would have driven past five yeah. crime scenes. Yeah, like, and maybe maybe that's the difference is that those spaces in between in Red Dead kind of made those encounters more meaningful and more re- yes. more memorable. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Like, it it's funny. Like, okay, so people gave uh, Gamespot flack for giving Cyberpunk a seven out of ten. I I think I think it might be a seven out of ten game, fellas. Like, honestly, wow! I didn't expect you to say that. Well, I know you, me, I know me, you didn't, because I'm wearing the cover fucking cyber, cyber got, punk jacket. There you go. Before you say it, let me, let me just cover a couple Dude, points. I got, I really I got get into. So, yeah, I got so much to unpack. I'm, I'm exactly. So I, I, and I don't, I don't want to just get a few things <laughs> away before we do. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because uh, a couple of the other issues that have arisen was the, the lack of availability, as we've said, of the console versions. Oh, I yeah. am playing the PS4 version on my PlayStation 5, so we can talk about that a little bit. Ouch. Um, <laughs> but also... Um, the, the buggy nature of the game has, uh, I think, has surprised a lot of people about how buggy it is. There have been some great little, um, I think Yong Ye did a great little, um, uh, what do you call it? A montage of bugs that he encountered. And yeah. it wasn't all of the bugs. It was like that he put in one type of bug and then said, this happened loads of times. But he's in, he's done a cool little montage on his channel of bugs you, bugs you may encounter. And I'm sure there are loads of others out there as well. Um, so CDPR are currently prioritising two issues. And one is... Um, addressing the epileptic triggers. So someone said yeah. that the game has an issue whereby it can f- uh, trigger photosensitive epilepsy in some people. Yeah, which when you don't know when you load into the brain dancers. Yeah, so they they have a brain dance. You wear a thing around your head. It's very much straight out of altered carbon. But you wear a little thing around your head, and you have like these little flashy LEDs in front of you, and they do a like a flash in your face to put you. Oh yeah, it's a scientific term. 
I, yeah, I still, lo- I still love that jo- <clears throat> for some reason Jonesy's only frame of reference for a subgenre of like <laughs> sci-fi that's been oh, around for fucking yet. 40 or 50 years is this one Netflix show from three years ago. They have ripped off so many things from Mortal Carbon though. Literally, no, the brain dance heads it's, oh, it's, it's literally a licensed video game. Like they, they ripped off themselves more often than not. <laughs> no, the, the the headset I mean unless I'm misremembering the headset in this is looks to me identical as the one in Autocar Jonesy it's, it, you put it on Jonesy, it's got little LED I, lights in front of you it's just you offset question? of your can eyes you it the same who did you try and make your character look like in the character creator you no who did you try and make your character look like in the character creator Takeshi Kovacs are you perhaps slightly <laughs> biased towards the yes, uh, influence Altered Carbon might have had on wow but Jonesy, yeah, do you that, think it's possible that Altered Carbon stole from Cyberpunk? Uh, given that the, even Cyberpunk 2077, the video game existed before Altered Carbon did. <laughs> but it did, but could they have, maybe, I guess they could have seen those elements. But how would they have seen those elements? Like, how would they have seen those specific elements? Because they weren't released. Mate, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe it's a different film. If, if only, they, like I said earlier, if only they had 40 to 50 years of work and media and writing and movies and TV shows in this subgenre to pull from. I don't know. There is, but hey, look, like, I, I, guess, I guess they must have stolen it from Multicarbon. I'm going to check it after this, but I swear that the brain dance headsets look, in my mind, identical oh, to the Jonesy, exactly Jonesy, the same hold on. thing. Jonesy, you're that. doing this thing that you do. I swear they are. You're doing this thing that you do. What? This is the fucking... Belfry and Arkham Knight all o- Arkham Knights all over again. It's a it's- tiny. I mentioned it as a tiny little thing. You guys have wanted to it, talk though. about it for the last five minutes. I, <laughs> it was just surprising to me that in my it looks. I, I maybe it doesn't look identical. Anyway, epileptic. Anyway, but here's Christ, the real point: is that the bad guy from Spider Man Miles Morales does look identical to <laughs> Topher Grace, and I yes, wouldn't he does. And say otherwise. <laughs> he goddamn does. That's that's my theory. And they did it on that's purpose. It's Topher Venom- Grace. Venom confirmed. No, it was subconscious. Wow, Jesus. Subconscious. I think that, um, that conversation might have happened off camera, so I don't think anyone knows what <laughs> we were mentioning there. Anyway, yeah, epileptic maybe. triggers. Oh, right. But look, My bad. So, th- so they're working on the epileptic triggers because to remove them from the games, um, or from the game, which is, I, th- I think that's an easy thing to do almost by accident. As t- TV and film in the UK, if you put something on broadcast, you have to have it go through um, quality uh, yep. assurance. And one of the things they do is a thing called a harding test, which is that they put it through to make sure the flicker rate doesn't trigger photosensitive epilepsy. Yeah. If there isn't the same thing for games, which I don't know that there is, obviously there isn't if they've put this game out, <laughs> I think you could probably easily mess up on that issue by not realising something. Because yeah. it's kind of... It's not like a major element of the game, right? It's like something that you can do. Well, the, you have to do once. At least. You have to go through it once in order to progress the story. So it is a part of the game. I, uh, but I think like less important than the actual epileptic trigger is the story revolving around the person that brought the epileptic trigger to to light. Right, and the, the weird sort of right. almost backlash that they got. Yeah, right? yeah so uh, another woman kind of like... I mean, uh, another woman. She has a name, <laughs> and I she, can't remember it right now. Is it Robert nah, Paulson? <laughs> yeah, her name was Robert Paulson. Um, how like how is that not doing God's work by saying, by the way, if you have photosensitive epilepsy, this might trigger it? Like this is what you think, that's right? Not so, she, a criticism. So, so she put out this like it was a tweet or a statement or whatever it was saying like, oh, by the way, the game does have this. If you are epileptic sensitive, just fucking be aware. Right. And CDPR even responded and said, like, oh, my God, thank you. We're going to put in a warning and we're going to try and fix it and this, that, the other. That, and that should be the end of it. But no, what happened was the the cyber 
cyberpunk simps kind of got all in their heads that like she's she's trying to destroy the their game which they have got in their heads as the fucking messiah of gaming and the future of of consoles and and gaming and pcs and the only reason that a an rtx 3090 exists like no and they got it in their head that she was trying to destroy the game so they started sending her messages and on on like let's say email or whatever it is and the the headline would be like seemingly a message of support support she'd open it and there'd be videos that are meant to trigger epilepsy yeah and it's kind of like what yeah it's kind of like dude this is the scummiest bullshit you could ever fucking do you should really just you know do one of the cyberpunk look at yourselves in the mirrors and and scroll down to the little prompt that says fucking rethink your life Conversely, if anyone ever wants to know what they look like with no hair, you can uh, look in the cyberpunk mirror for that too. <laughs> yeah, which has happened to me. But yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's just it's just kind of weird. Like, don't I don't know. It's the same thing with the with the um, with the Gamespot reviewer who came up with those things. Now, fine, you know, I I came out on one side, Jamie's on the other side. You were in the middle. But I think what we can all agree on is like. At the end of the day, that's her fucking opinion doing her fucking job. We can criticize it, but that's probably where it should stop. It never needs to go anywhere further than that. Don't, I mean, how many times have we gone through this year and previous years as well, covering stuff with ATG, where it's like, guess what, guys? Another fucking death threat was sent to this games company and shit like that. None of it matters. None of it matters. You get weird as well, though, because I, I think this is part of the issue is that People want to put out content out there, criticizing people and talking about it and making content out of content, um, which I actually think is fair enough. Like, I don't have a criticism for those people who do that. There does seem to be a very small subset of people who then take that too far and then go in, like, send, yeah, sending videos to people that to try and trigger their epilepsy is absolutely It's insane. just kind of mad. But even, even, even just getting, like, super, super fucking butthurt that one GameSpot reviewer has scored your messiah of gaming as a seven out of 10 and that the, the, you know, your world is over and you just need to get on Twitter and on the emails and on the fucking GameSpot forums and just de- denounce everything that that dudes grow the See, fuck up. I, I, I kind of feel like if, if you commented on that video and you said, I don't agree with you, how can you have a, how can you say that you have a valid or the review is valid when you've missed out? So I think that's fine. I think criticizing oh, dude, sure. like content up, is fine. Open up conversation, but what they, or they're not doing conversation no. at all. They're doing the classic internet thing of saying like, I've read something that I disagree with. So I'm going to give my two cents worth and then I'm going to fucking block off that fucking communication and not care about anything else unless it's a fucking echo chamber to my point. And if you, if you play CDP, if you play 20, Cyberpunk and then you think you completely disagree with what GameSpot said, I think that's then what you do is, because I've done this before, you then downgrade how you feel about their reviews in the future and you don't go to them first. You go, sure. to, yeah, you go somewhere else first that you think is, is more valid. Because because at the end of the day, like a reviewer's opinion, or sorry, a, re- a reviewer is still giving their opinion. So it's, it's Dude, always going to be, you know, in that. The, the best thing to happen to game reviews, funnily enough, are the single person YouTube reviewers because what what happens there is you can attach to them with your your opinion and if your opinions match and that's why you're watching him then you know when you ask a friend do you think I'd like this game and you're asking your friend because your friend knows your likes and dislikes but if yes. you follow a YouTuber who's got the same opinion as you you know that when a game comes out and you want to know their opinion it's going to align with your opinion that's the kind of yeah the good effect of an echo chamber that you can get out of the internet, right? 
Yes. But, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. but like I, you go to an outlet and the outlet is kind of like, I don't want to call it the lowest common denominator because that seems a little bit kind of like unfair, but it is very much an every man review. It can be. It can be. Yeah. And I think that's probably a side effect of a lot of outlets making sure they don't give major reviews that will draw a lot of traffic to slightly more niche reviewers who perhaps aren't into the genre or don't have a big track, good track record of handling yeah. major releases and, and so on and so forth. Like, yeah. Uh, 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 there, but there are examples of like, you know, I'm, I've been on record as, as following a lot of uh, Giant Bomb stuff, and they're far more independent as an outlet as someone compared to a, like a GameSpot or an IGN. But I'm at a point now there where one of the employees there is one of my favorite sort of personalities and individuals in games media of all time. We could not disagree more on video games. <laughs> and when he hates a video game, I tune it out. And sometimes I have to listen to him slag off a video game for 45 minutes on my favorite podcast and uh, literally and almost shame. I almost have to skip it but it, it happens and no, at least dude, I've you, been able to identify it and have you not learned anything Jamie you're doing it wrong you've got to go into the forums and call that person <laughs> a, a a stupid dumb cunt and just send death threats and uh, epileptic videos I can't believe I've, I've been I've been a bad gamer this whole time <laughs> I want to apologize to the the gaming community for for letting us down no, but I haven't yeah, the, filled the, my death threat death threat quota for the month, and uh, I'm going to. The point is this, right? Yeah, the point is exactly as you put it. It's like it's your fucking choice. No one is forcing you. A, no one's forcing you to watch it. B, no one's forcing you to agree with it. Like, yeah, and don't get me wrong. I have to skip large chunks of my favorite podcast because sometimes I, I'll be honest. Sometimes I don't like hearing people like endlessly talking shit about something I like. And maybe yeah, that's, that's a fair. problem, but at least that's as far as it goes for me, is that I sometimes have to tune it out. I don't see- seek these people out and try and destroy their fucking lives. <laughs> the, the weird thing is, though, is when, because I can understand that opinion, like, you know, because I, I, I do the same thing, I like this, although I don't skip it, I then listen to it and I'll, 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 I'll listen enjoy to it getting if annoyed it's not, about it. If it's not out yet. But if I'm 30 hours into Red Dead Redemption 2 and I'm loving it, and some guy dis- decides to spend 45 minutes telling everyone why he hates it, I'm like... I don't really need to hear this right now. Yeah, because you've... Well, I guess that's because you've moved beyond the uh, the need yeah. for a review at that point. But also, it's like... I, I, it's not, it's a one-way conversation. I'm listening to someone in a podcast yeah. format for 45 minutes yeah. saying shit that I don't agree with and I can't disagree. But I can't... Totally. Like, like we, can, we can have a conversation right now. We won't. Don't worry. But we could have a conversation right now about why I completely disliked Red Dead Redemption 2. But because... You're right. Yeah. Because it's something that you can respond to and we can have a conversation about it it's it's there's more much more value there yeah there's, there's also that thing of but i think makes a difference is when you haven't played the game you how can you how can you critique you to be fair usually i think you can't really critique someone's someone else's critique of something you haven't played when they have because you have no idea what you're talking about i think the thing different with GameSpot this time was because of the review they put out it was like it was like someone saying, oh, I didn't like this meal at this restaurant because I didn't eat half of it. And that was what rubbed people up the wrong way. It turns out that actually having played the game, she was right about a lot of the elements she talked yeah. about. Maybe it just didn't come across in the way that maybe she intended, I imagine. Um, but let's cover the last two little things before we actually get into yeah. what we think or of may, or, or maybe like she was having a meal and really enjoying it. Then someone brought over a side dish that obviously didn't go with the meal she was eating. So she didn't even try it. But then yeah. someone was like, well, why yeah. wouldn't you just try it? 
<laughs> why, yeah. don't you, why, don't you, why don't you lick that octopus tongue that they put you and put hey, on the side? Dude, you know what? Like, I fucking. You can have some weird combos that on the surface you don't think they would, they would work, but they do. So, you know, that's why you try them, right? Because Shout you out like- to lasagna mm. and mashed potato. All right, okay, so let me cover off the two last things we need to mention just before we really get into the nitty-gritty. But, <laughs> yeah. um, because the, the, there's a couple of things, apart from the epileptic uh, elements to CDP, to, I keep saying CDPR instead of CB, Cyberpunk 2077. I keep trying to say CP 2077 and keep messing it up. Because they've had some music issues, boys. Oh. They, um, they originally said to people, <laughs> turn off uh, the music... And put the DMC. Oh, they've got a DMCA friendly mode. Is that right? Yes, so I haven't yeah, even yeah. looked at this. Where you can put that on because Twitch now are very dodgy when it comes to <laughs> getting DMCA strikes for having music in their games. So um, CD Projekt Red said, "Hey, be safe. Use this mode." They then came out and said, "Actually, we've realised that some songs uh, <laughs> will still play that you can't play. So maybe just turn off sound altogether. Just mute, mute game." Uh, I, I think are, um, I think what you mean to say is mute your fucking dog. What is going on? Oh, could you? Sorry, she's, she's <laughs> grumbling. She's barely grumbling. Anyway, yeah. No, no, but again, that's like you know, shit fucking slips through the cracks. That's just how it goes. Yeah, it's, the, it's pretty the, shitty for them to say just just play without music. <laughs> this would be one of those things where like this would be a, a glaring and frustrating issue if this game had come out, you know, fucking airtight, yeah, crispy, yeah, perfect. But like. This game out. This game, as we'll get to and discuss in more detail, came out so fucking hot um, <laughs> that fair enough stuff like this also slipped through the cracks. Yeah, like, there are bigger. It seems fish like to they rush. If you if you ask me, do I want this addressed over other stuff in the whatever the next patches? I'd say no. There are other things to look at. <laughs> streamers are not streamers your priority. Can, streamers can turn off music. We've got some shit to fix. Yeah, yeah I, I, I talk about someone who has streamed. Cyberpunk, I would rather they didn't focus on turning off the, uh, sorting out the music DMCA issues. I guess they're easy fixes. Maybe they just have to license the tracks and then they're fine. But look, all of this being said, they, um, we don't know how many games that were actually sold, but CD Projekt Red have said that there were an incredible 8 million pre-orders alone for this game. This is mad, right? And I, for one, went to pick up my version and there were people in a queue with me who were buying the game. So they have already gone over 8 million because there were the three little (laughs) fellas in game with me. So 8 million Um, and 3, yeah? Wow. 8 million and 3. But listen, I want to hear your opinion. Well, hold on, Jersey, because that that 8 million fucking is mental to me because my game of the year last year, Control, has sold 2 million units. 2 million yeah, units in, into perspective. In, uh, in what, uh, and they've just had November of last, they've just gone, was Control's best month ever on release. Yeah. So Control, a, st- a game that is still actively selling, and in some cases selling better than it ever had before, has and just a great 2 game. million, and a great game, when Cyberpunk is, uh, is, is 8 million before it's even come out. <laughs> That's mad to me. The power and, of the embargo. And explain this, World of Warcraft, the, the new expansion, uh, Activision fucking trounced out a, a press release saying, oh, it's the fastest selling game of all time and it sold like 3.5 million units on its first day. But yeah. but surely, th- is that, is that like, I, I don't under, I don't get I th- that. I think it's a, a, a faster selling like PC exclusive game was what I was able to somewhat uh, read right. between the lines on just before we started recording. Yeah. I might be wrong though. Anyway, but we, I think we digress. Uh, but yeah, 8 million is fucking insane. was... The game it overtook was Diablo 3. So I yeah. think it's like a PC exclusive. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So look, should we... I want to... 
<sighs> Should we get into it? Should we talk here about we what we actually? I don't know how you guys are going to structure this, but I wish you both the best of luck. Well, hey, sit here you know and what? It. <laughs> I, I, let's let's just start with this bugs, okay? Because that's that's kind of seems to okay. be the biggest bug bear. Hey, that uh, a lot of the reviewers are, are coming in and uh, penalizing the game for, as it were, for for what it's worth. I'm playing on a uh, a 1060. Uh, GTX 1060 uh, graphics card uh, on my Alienware gaming laptop with a Core i7 and a 16 gigabytes of RAM and a, a Samsung 970 uh, Evo SSD. But I've only had two bugs that I've encountered playing the game up until the end of the first chapter. Right? Which is, okay. I mean, I must be like one of the luckiest son of a bitch fucking to ever live. So one of the one of the fucking bugs was the one where you look at the mirror and your hair is gone. And right. that, yeah, that big, happened to me big once. Deal. Big deal. Big fucking whoop. Because you know what? One of my criticisms of the game is is you never actually get to see yourself <laughs> interact in the game whatsoever, except if you look in the fucking mirror, which means nothing and does nothing, or in the sub menus where you see all of that weird fucking clothing that mismatches that's on you. But it ultimately doesn't matter because you never see yourself in the game. But anyway, that aside, the other bug that I have had is a weird audio issue where. My character V's voice is softer and has a little bit of an, a tinny echo compared to everything else in the game. So it's almost as if my character stood behind me about two feet away talking into the back of my head. It's kind of weird. <laughs> right. And, and it's, it's a known issue. I've looked on the internet. There is a fix, but for some reason I can't fix it. And I have a, a feeling it's because it's going through my Logitech headphones. But if it's a known issue, I'm just hoping they patch it up. But yeah, I haven't had any fucking... No glitches. That that is incredible. I've <laughs> so you said you're at the end of the first act or the first chapter. Yeah. Um I guess I'm not as far along as you then. Um I've had if I had to put a number on it. Okay, but like worth mentioning, as you said, you're on PS4, PS4 Pro. No, I'm on I'm on a PS I've got the PS4 version, but I'm oh, playing on oh, PS5. Yeah, yeah, 5. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So because it's so some of the um, I haven't actually watched the video yet, but uh, Jamie yesterday was telling me about the is it Digital Foundry did a video and they were talking about the PlayStation Four um, base version and the PlayStation Four Pro and how that runs the game and there are issues with regard like frame rates and stuff like that. Yeah. I had none of that. Like my frame rate is solid. Okay, um, loading and stuff is solid. Yeah, because uh, I think it was like fifteen frames a second on like base P. Yeah, the base PS Four version is is in a really really bad place. And yeah. I think that is something we definitely need to talk about in a bit. But um, after we've talked about our impressions. But I haven't had any of that. But if I had to put a number on the bugs I have noticed, it's yeah. probably at like maybe like a hundred or so. Okay. Um, uh, I have a question though, because would you consider pop in as a bug? No, I would. I would. No, not not. It depends how it comes in. Sure. If it was sure. like a draw distance thing. Yeah. Uh, or if it was some of that, then I would say no. But I would say yes if it was a something that that just appeared right in front of me that wasn't supposed to be there, which yeah. I have had. Okay. Interesting. So, <laughs> Interesting. so when I say bugs, I mean like I'm talking everything, like things that I have noticed that I've gone, hmm. Um, <laughs> hmm. So I, because I, some- you know, that it's it's funny, but I think that's actually the best way of putting it because the way I, the one I'm worried about, we talked last week and stuff like that and and off podcast about death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. If every hmm is Jonesy having something that makes him realize he's playing a video game. Then yeah. the immersion of Night City, as cringy as that sounds, gets lost every t- with yeah. every hmm. Yeah, and I guess it, it also depends on when you say a thousand cuts. It's like 
how often are you getting those hmm moments, right? Are you getting a hmm moment like every 15 seconds? Because then that's, that's, that's not hmm, that's fucking annoying. No, because that would be a hum. Be, <laughs> hmm. It's not a hummer. It's a, oh, it's, it's not a, a hummer. Hmm. It's a hmm. So, I've, like I said, I've played about six hours. I've had two hard crashes where, wow. for no reason at all, the game just, the, the PlayStation 5, no, well, not, I mean, didn't reset the PlayStation 5. It just turned the game off. And then the PS5 said, we've encountered a problem. The game needs to shut down. And then I've had to restart the game. Okay. Um, I've had that twice. Uh, and I'm not even out of the first act. Like, I'm, yeah. I've done. I've probably done about 10 missions and side missions combined, I think. Okay. Um, I've spent a decent amount of time in that world. One was like, as I was having a conversation with Jackie at a food store where he was eating noodles, I was looking around at the world and I zoomed in with like L2 to look at something and the game crashed. Um, Another time (laughs) I I I was... Sorry, I was going to say, I can confirm that Digital Foundry had that crash at the exact same point, except theirs crashed, I think like two or three times in a row. Wow. Oh, wow. I'm lucky that I didn't get it. I, I, do you know what? I didn't move the camera the second time I did it. Yeah, hands off. I just didn't touch anything. Maybe hands off. Maybe that's it. The second one I had was I went, I was uh, at the Maelstrom hideout trying to get yeah. the flathead and there was some mechs who were fighting Royce. I'm apologies, apologies for people who haven't played this, don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, I was trying to sort of scope out the environment and I was trying to see what was going on and figure out how I was going to attack these like three cybernetic robot things. Um, and the game hard really? crashed again as I was scanning. Um, That's so interesting. I never got those cybernetic robots. Anyway, never mind. Oh, see, ah, it depends how you go through that that mission. Yeah, and this I, I snapped his neck before he could Royce. even draw. Yeah, I Did had an, op- I had an option where he's like you're sitting on the couch. Sorry to just like dive into no, it. No, go for it. Yeah, and it was an option because I had specs. I think like strength or body or whatever it was, like really high. So I could. I just stood up and just fucking. As a a skinny blonde lady with uh, you know the, the medium sized boob options on the slider, I just fucking snapped his neck right off like fucking great. But um, so I've I had two hard crashes. Um, I then I've then had so the bugs I've had in general have been like there was there's a, there's a thing where every, people might have seen it in the early game stuff that they released whereby you find a woman in a bathtub and she's got yeah. like platinum level healthcare and you take her out onto the balcony. She got picked up by the medevac people. They flew off. And as she, as they flew off, someone, it looked like someone sitting down came flying backwards past me on the screen, <laughs> like someone from the, from the carrier. But it was really fast. And I was like, okay. That's um, funny. Just before that, Jackie had walked through a door. And as he walked through the door, his gun and his uh, something like a holster or a clip stayed in the doorway. And as he walked through, they stayed there. And as I walked through, they like zipped and caught up with him. Oh, there was um, a great one I saw on Twitter where... Um, apparently people's penises are clipping through their trousers. In I the, saw that yeah. as well. <laughs> I've seen that. That's yeah, I think Pease one shared that on our Discord and it was great. Oh, yeah, yeah maybe that's what I saw. We're, we're, we're also getting uh, some Mass Effect Andromeda flashbacks with reverse guns. People drawing oh. guns and aiming at themselves. Wow, I have, did not see any of those. The, you know, the first time you go into, I don't know what it's called, but where you can like uh, detective mode a scene. Oh, the brain dance, yeah, yeah. Brain, brain dance. dance yeah. Apparently, someone in their first brain dance got a reverse gun in the within the brain dance. Oh, no. weird. Yeah. That's that's, that's like cool. one of the ca- one of the characters. There's, that's there's that's also, co- come on. That's called an Easter egg, dude. I mean, the, 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 don't get me wrong. With as with a lot of, I mean, any <laughs> sort of long time Bethesda fan knows that there is a fine line between like the, the, some visual bugs make you laugh and you have yeah. a chuckle and you move on with your life. 
yeah, that's yeah. totally a possible way to go about this game. But it depends again on the frequency with which they happen and the kind yeah. of experience you want from Cyberpunk. And I know some people didn't want to play a game like Cyberpunk where they were laughing because their penis was visible. Some people that's not. <laughs> it's funny for us. That's the way our brains work. But for some people, that's not what. They wanted. Yeah, I get you. I get you. But so I, I obviously, I'm not going to go through all the bugs I've had, but I just suffice to say that there's there's a constant kind of every few minutes there's a, there's something that you sort of Man, see or notice every few minutes. Do you know what, Chris? Um, sorry, yeah. subject, it's like I recommend if you want to, yeah, watch the giant bomb quick look. I know I feel okay. like I sound like I'm shilling for them uh, because I think in the first 15 to 20 minutes of that quick look, that's all it takes. They experience. Yeah a bug of some kind about every two to three minutes. I remember they walk wow. out of their apartment to start the mission where you're going to go and get the flathead. And yeah. um, when they walk out of their apartment, there's this thing where all these cars keep crashing into the same object and debris flies everywhere. There's someone who's like sunk halfway into the concrete. There's another NPC that's like stuck cowering and nervous for no yeah. reason. They get a phone call from... Um, uh, some chick who's smoking and her cigarette isn't in her hand. It's floating out here. Some uh, uh, classic, yeah. Uh, cutscene dialogue starts cl- uh, clipping over itself. There's a bit where they meet this chick to talk about the flathead thing, and they're like, they've got a guy who's like right up in their face, holding a gun at them. Yes, and the yeah, guy's yeah. face keeps like freaking out and like shaking rapidly. <laughs> Like all of that happens inside the first 15, 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, but you guys, you guys are, everybody's so, misunderstanding just, no, this game. I'm, I'm That's saying, the aesthetic. If someone glitches, wants to see what it looks like to experience a bug of some nature yeah. every two to three, three minutes and whether or not that's actually distracting. You know what would be really funny is, is if, if I go and watch that video, I'm like, hold on a second, this is what's been happening to me. And I, I just thought it was part of the game. <laughs> it was part of what's going on. Yeah. But it's, it, there's a, it's a general like, bugginess in the in the world and in the environment that I've and I've noticed a constant I am fucking sort of, thanking my lucky stars I don't know how I've I don't know how the hell you've not you've not had it but because I've had I've had a lot um but but that but, may be because obviously I'm on PC and PC and console will be like different kind of certifications or whatever what have you um and I do have the day one patch where it's maybe the giant bomb did they have the day one patch there was on, a bit of talk about quick look, I, I, the, the I review people got know. a they got a patch mid-review. And yes. then some people, I've, I can't remember who I was watching, but they basically said that they called it the day one patch. But yeah. then some people have said that there was a day, that there was a patch that they received and then there was an additional day one patch. Yeah. But um, other, other people have been saying that they, that day, technically day zero patch that the reviewers got, yeah. um, for a lot of the issues that people were having, that actually had to start again. And yeah. some of the reviewers oh, were God. like, I don't have fucking time to start again. I'm not going to do that. I think Yongye had a, an issue that was fixed, but he had to start a new game to have it fixed. Yeah. And there's also been some reports of like, uh, I can't remember who it was who was saying it, but someone said they had a gun, a, a bug where when they killed enemies, all their weapons floated in midair. And that was one of the issues. That sounds that like a the, quality of life issue right there. I'd, I'd love it if all the stuff that you just go and yeah. pick it up from so the we're, air. We're saving you from neck crank. You don't have to look down all the time. Yeah. There was but one time uh, I had to pick up a body because he was he was sat on top of the gun that he dropped. And I was like, I don't, I've got to pick up this body and move him now just to get this gun. I like, see, I like stuff like that. That's cool. But I, like, I was going like to say was that the uh, that day zero or like mid-review period patch yeah. apparently claimed to fix that issue. And the person reviewing question still had the issue after installing that patch. Yeah, I right. don't know if that's weird. a situation where he would have needed to start a new game. Yeah, it's well, maybe, weird because there are 
Yeah, go ahead. So I was going to say, there are some bugs that you can't, you, as you're playing, you can just deal with. So like the little kind of random visual things actually don't bother me that much. Um, it's more of the, so th- there's a few quality of lifestyle bugs. For example, there's a, there's a few sections where you'll see something you can pick up. It, you know, you go, oh, I'm going to pick that up. But I can't because there's a character nearby who's got dialogue options. And there's a cool thing in that you don't have to go and specifically talk to people every time by hitting talk to this person. Um, they will just start talking to oh, you, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. quite nice. And you can leave the conversation, which I prefer, by just walking away. And then they're like, <laughs> V, like V. And yeah. then you're just gone, which is quite nice. Um, but at the same time, I can't pick up some of these elements because the, every time I go in the, within a 10 meter radius of this woman, um, she starts going, oh, you wanted to come and talk to me, huh? And I'm like, no, I didn't. I was trying to pick up this thing. And that's quite frustrating. That's funny. Um, also the thing of I get, I get anywhere near her and she and she kind of seals, has the same conversation. Like we hadn't had the same conversation and she just starts saying the same thing to me. And I'm like, yeah, we've finished this conversation. Go and do, do a better business. But you see, that's, that's, I feel that that's less, that repetition is kind of where I, where I start to kind of falter on cyberpunk. But yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to but that. But see, RP, what, what some people, if I'm, I'm sure most people have played RPGs, but one thing about RPGs is they are more buggy, glitchy, worse looking in yeah. general yeah, yeah, because yeah. the way the game works, like they have to try and create a world that you can play in and it almost has to be emergent. And so you're going to get problems. They don't have the luxury of some games where they can, they know exactly where you're going to be, what you're going to yeah. be doing. You're effectively in a tiny box that you can't see. Even a game like Miles Morales, which is obviously open world, I had sections of that. I had one bug in that where I was um, I was talking to the mum in the very early game and she's on the phone while she's cooking and yeah. the phone was floating two feet away from her face and she was there cooking. And so that's the sort of bug that people have mentioned. I had that once yeah. in Miles Morales and it was on a closed off tiny little section of that game where you couldn't do anything else except be there. And they had one RPG element like, oh, a character goes and does something that you're not paying attention to. And the phone wasn't anywhere near her hand. And so yeah. you're like, these things are really hard to solve. And especially when you're trying to do a game that has the scope of CB, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, yeah. So for, so for example, let me say, let me say, I'll give, give you my opinion quickly in general, and then I'll mm-hmm. see what you guys say. This game is astounding, like in its scope and what it's trying to do. I already have been blown away by a lot of what this game tries to do. Okay. Bugs aside... Like issues aside, let people not get confused. There is some really cool shit in this game. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Chris, what? what <laughs> I, was, you... I was like, any anything else? <laughs> no, we can keep talking about. It, but I'm, I, I just want to preface everything back because because I don't want people to think yeah. that this is just a buggy mess of a bad game that you shouldn't yeah. like be interested in, and that everyone well, was an idiot for giving a high score because it is it is phenomenal in a lot of respects. Yeah, I think you use me as an example to say like I've got mid to low recommended specs to run the game and I don't have any bugs. So I guess it's just luck of the draw. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm really, really enjoying my time with it. But as I play it, and and, and this is kind of the, the parallel that I'm getting with Miles Morales, is for all its style and substance, which of course it's there's a lot, it, it just still feels kind of hollow when when especially when kind of put against the lens of a an open world RPG, okay? Where it's almost like it's almost like nothing nothing matters around me, okay? Whereas 
like we said with Red Dead Redemption, like, you know, people are fucking going off on, on heists and whatever and, and trying to blow up safes and, you know, getting snake venom sucked out of their cocks every, every fucking corner, right? But, but in this one, it's just like, there's a lot of repetition. There's a lot of things that, like, I've already feel like I've seen a lot of what Night City has to offer in terms of it's just vibrancy or so-called vibrancy, but it's all the same. It's all cookie cutter. And I, but on the other side of it, it's like the other stuff that they clearly paid a lot of attention to. They fucking nailed the dialogue, the story, the main, the main missions. Um, some of the main side missions are really fucking cool and really awesome and fun. But there's like it, 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 the the realization as I, as I kind of like preface that I came to between last night playing it and this morning having mulled it over. This game is this is the same feeling I get from a Fallout game. Yeah, this is this, this is Fallout Four. If the bombs didn't drop and they didn't go for retro futurism and they rather just went for fucking cyber futurism, it's the same fucking thing. Except for whatever reason, I kind of feel as less interesting as that Fallout world of of what was it, Boston. <coughs> as less interesting as it is compared to night city, which is a more interesting setting. I, I had a better time just exploring that open world. So let me put it this way in fallout. It's almost like you, you go ahead, you do the quests and it's the same thing for Skyrim for me. You do the main quest, you go fucking up to high Hrothgar and with those fucking mute monks and shit. And you, you fosro dial that bullshit and path and kind of like jerks you off or whatever. And then you go down into the world and you fucking, I stopped doing the main quest because there was so much shit to see and do, right? But in Night City, it's almost like I just want to do the main quests and the the major side quests because as interesting as the city is, I just there's it doesn't feel like there's anything for me to do. Does does that make sense? Like it's it's it a does. Bit of, it, it does. It, it, it's it's it a, does. it's a, it's a hollow fucking game. It's it's very much style over substance, except for the points where. CD Projekt Red says this section is about substance, and then it's got lots of substance. Like sure, but it, it's this kind of like weird disconnect, and I, I hate to kind of put it in those terms. I was very hyped for this game. I am not necessarily disappointed in the least. Okay, um, but I, I just think, I think the game that we were kind of marketed on, and the game that it is, they're two different games. But the game that it is is not bad at all, and I am absolutely fucking loving it. Keep in mind, of course, that Fallout 4 was my game of the year when it came out. So, you know, take take that for what it's worth as well. It's funny because like RPGs are terrible. Like they are terrible. We in in a lot of ways, like that we wouldn't accept in in other games, right? Yeah. But they're the reason they're terrible is because you 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 let them be bad at some stuff because they're so good at other stuff. Yeah, like, sure. If you think about it, like I loved Outer Worlds, although I haven't finished it. I thought it was a very good game. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fallout 3, I loved. I didn't get as into Fallout 4, although I did still really like it. Yeah. But I think you're absolutely right. If you took elements from Cyberpunk and you you took that city away, you took Night City away and you had little uh, areas started around the la- the, air, the the world and you had to like yeah. drive here and talk to this person, drive here, it would feel like a, a Fallout game much more. Yeah, I think it, what they've done is they've tried to put it all together yeah, and make the world more dense by putting in 
this is happening on this corner, this is happening on this corner, this is going on, this is going on. And yeah. I, I can see why they've done it, but yeah. the it, thing for me is having played some of the side quests and the main missions, they are so good. Yeah, already. they are. They are so good. But th- don't you feel that like, m- maybe it didn't need to be an open world RPG. Like really, honestly, like maybe it didn't. And, and, and the I, thing I, don't, is, I wouldn't like it. If, I don't think I would have liked it as much if it wasn't. Well, I know what you mean. Different but. focus. But then also like, if I think about the RPG elements in it, and, and it's something that's been discussed is like, have people made the connection that actually this is the least RPG RPG there is because yes, you've got specs and you've got this, that, the other, but the weapon system just boils down to a DPS counter that you've got. Right. And, and in fact, so much so that when you're looking at all the specs of the weapon, the DPS is way higher. I hardly even read the fucking skills of the weapons because they are so fucking tight. Maybe that's just me, but whatever, but it's almost like there's no, it's inconsequential to have it as an RPG, like we said, where you don't need to go to the clothing store to get clothes because guess what? Everything else you pick up on the fucking streets are, is higher armor. So then why have that RPG element? Okay. Then the other side of it is is almost like um, with the weapons, you, you're getting 50 of the same pistol. They're called the same thing and they have a, a DPS counter that's different by about like 2%. It's like, okay, so it, it's almost like None of the, or not none, but like half of the RPG elements in this game are just there so that they can call it an RPG. Whereas other stuff, like let's say the skills and the progression system, that's all pretty fucking spot on for me. But then weird, so weirdly, some of my critiques around the, like picking up all the guns and having so many weapons is because when someone falls over and drops a gun, you can pick it up. Like you don't have to, but I do. True, yeah, like, and I didn't need to do that. But if if I couldn't pick up their weapon, I'd go, "Oh, what a shit RPG where you can't even I get pick you, up I that get guy's you. assault rifle." And so the fact that I've got ten pistols in my backpack is because I went around picking up everyone's pistol after I yeah. killed them. I mean, that's, so that, maybe that's I need fair. to tailor the way I'm playing so that I don't end up with you know fifty different fifty different weapons like, by the end of one. Let's put it this way, right? Like a like a good RPG should be like this: you pick up your weapons in the world, and and your goons have got like the standard weapons, which is what it is in this game. And then if you if you take the time to step away from the main quest and the side quest and just explore yourself and you come across the scenario that is not tied to a side quest or anything where shit happens and there's a nice kind of scripting to it, even if it's a small one, and at the end of it, you get this weapon that is like like a unique kind of thing. Or in this one, I think they call it iconic weapons, whatever. Iconic, yeah, yeah. But it, it it's almost like it doesn't really work in that way for this game. I I don't know, like, it's it's that thing that I hate in RPGs where you can go to a shop and you can buy the exact same things that you can pick up off people and uh, the things you can pick up off people are the exact same things that you can go off into the, into the world and pick up the exact same things. It's almost like the variance is like hardly ever there. Right. Yeah, I see what you mean. You know. I, see, but I don't mind that as much in so far as sometimes with games try and push that too much, it kind of stresses me out because I have to decide, <laughs> do I want the gun with the, um, the the flame variant or do I want the chemical variant because the DPS is similar, but who am I going to be yeah. against? Like, There's something nice about having V as a character who's got a pistol on his hip, an assault rifle on his back and a shotgun in his hand and you can switch between yeah. those. And if one of those guns... Um, you know, if you, if you run out of bullets or whatever reason you don't have a gun, you can just pick up another gun off an yeah. enemy and you start shooting. Yeah. And and again, you don't have to 
like you, they've said you can play this game through without even shooting anyone or mo- mostly i get exactly what they mean and yeah. when you get into the side quest the main missions that's that is where it shines absolutely and so yeah. what's interesting to me was i was going to ask you and mm. this might be incredibly boring for people <laughs> but how did you, so the the mission where you have to you speak to dexter deshawn yeah. and you need to get the flathead yeah how did that go down for you briefly? Because I so because okay. I I have a feeling it's completely different from okay. what I did. So so I don't I don't feel too bad going into this because obviously we've seen this from their previews that they showed off this specific yeah. scenario. So this is uh, all still in the game's logic. This is all still the prologue, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. It's very yeah, uh, yeah like very. You haven't even had the tit- late title card yet by this. Point. Yeah, no, the late title card comes like like an after Act One or whatever it is. Um, yeah, so. So I, oh fuck, what was it? So I found out that I have to go to where the uh, Maelstrom are holding the flathead, right? And Dexter yeah. Deshawn's given you the briefing and blah, 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 and ha- done all of that. Then I've, I met Jackie outside of the All Foods factory. Yeah. And then I did the optional quest to go speak to, what was that name, <gasps> that chick's name, Meredith, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stout? Yeah, Meredith Stout. Stout. So right, yeah. I went and spoke to her alone. And the dude kind of jacked into my head and he was like doing a lie detector test. I went alone. I didn't go with Jackie. So I said I was alone. But then because I was nomad, um, you know, she brings out a guy who she's like, this guy's the mole. But because I was nomad, I was like, managed to convince her that he wasn't the mole and then try to say that I could help her. So then she gave me the the chip with a a 10,000 eddies. Then I went into Maelstrom, had a chat with Royce. Then because I'd upped my body stats, uh, as he, so shit started going a little pear shaped, but as he got up and then I got up, I just snapped his fucking neck. And then it, would, it was just gunfights from there on out. And then it's like, grab, grab the flathead and finish. Okay. So actually we did it kind of similarly in that we did, we spoke, spoke to Meredith Stout, et cetera. So, but I did, you know, so it was, um, you didn't even get to it, but I had a thing where like I got the chip. I then decoded the chip to take the malware off of it. Yeah. Um, so that they couldn't, the Miltech couldn't track them. I then went into the place, uh, spoke to Royce, gave him the chip, told him that Miltech were trying to track him and it was their money. Yeah. They verified it. He was cool with me. So okay. he said, okay, you take the flathead and go. I then went to leave. You then get um, their Miltech bust in. And I get. I had a fight with. I oh, was that's then on way the side. different, dude. That's way I was on different. The, what I'm saying. That's when it. That's when it diverges. Yeah. I then was on the side of the Maelstrom <laughs> fighting Miltech, uh, and it gets to the point where the Miltech's robots end up killing Royce. Oh, and I then kill. I then kill them. Yeah. So, 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 so it, it's so it sounds so different, like from those two perspectives, which I love the fact that I yeah. you can do it in those different ways. And because I'm a corpo, I have um, when I talk to like people like Meredith, I I know what the deal is with corpo, and I know like the yeah, corporate yeah. life, and I can sort of convince her. Like I, we were talking about that. You saying back as a nomad, you can convince them that that's not the dude. For me, it wasn't that at all. It was saying like come on, I know the corporate way things go down. I know this, I know that. Uh, we can work together. Or like, I need the flathead. And then she just went along with it because we were both corporate, corporate Oh, right, people. yeah, yeah. And so those are the elements that I'm like, this game is... Dude, that, that's where the game shines, yeah. That's where it sh- That's where it shines. I will say my entire experience, I said to you guys on, which, um, what was it called, WhatsApp yesterday, one of the issues I have with the game, the main issue I have with the game, isn't anything we talked about, is how it looks on the PlayStation 5. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. because it looks like the whole thing is is 
had the graphical settings whacked way down. And I think the way that I described it to you boys was it seems like a really good high-end game that I'm playing through a cloud service where they've had to turn down the <laughs> dial so they can stream it to me. That's weird, man. Yeah. And one of the but one of the reasons I'm playing it as I am on, on console is because when that update update comes, I want it to look as good as possible. And there's no way that I'm buying a 3080 to play this game. Yeah. Because it's 750 quid or whatever it is, or 800 quid. So when that update comes, I can play it with ray tracing on. My frame rate's going to be high. That hopefully that game will look incredible. And I think I might start the whole game again when wow. that happens. Wow. And take a different life path. Because actually the life path thing I found was a little bit of a damp squib. Um, very much so, yeah, very much so. I think it was it's very been, brief. You were a nomad, right? You played. Yeah, I think I think the intro is a very inconsequential, and the only thing where it comes in is with your dialogue branches, and that's that's yes. it. That's honestly all it boils down to. Like as as a nomad, you've got that car in the beginning, which is like a fucking dirt rally car. You never see that fucking car again. <laughs> it's like, what's the point? Right. What, like, like. And and there's there's maybe an opportunity there, right? Where it's saying like, hey, some some of your like life paths things can transfer. Like if I went into Night City with that fucking dirt dirt bike fucking rally car bullshit, like that could have been pretty cool, but it doesn't pan out that way. So bit- I'm interested. So where do you um, do you get the whole uh, montage of you going out with Jackie? Yeah, so like so basically the the intro of Nomad is you smuggling stuff into Night City with Jackie, okay? Like he's like your first client kind of thing. Yeah. Um and then you get into Night City and then as soon as you enter Night City, kind of the intro credits if you will, roll where it's like yeah, you do the montage of your life with Jackie. And I guess that's how they kind of reconcile the fact that you never knew Jackie before, but now when you get into the actual game, it's like your best friends. And it's almost like saying like, hey, you might have been in a fucking night city for two years for all you know, because you've got an apartment and this, that, the other. Right. You know. So because so, I thought, this is one of the things that was a little misleading. And I think people who played it said, oh, that the, those intro stuff lasts for like a couple of hours, but it really doesn't. It's like nah. 20 minutes. Yeah. So Half an hour, as a, whatever. Yeah. As a corporate, you effectively, uh, you get told by your boss, um, he wants to take out his boss. And so you get told to go and recruit Jackie and a couple of other people to take him out. You go to a club to yeah. meet Jackie and then you get some other corpos come in and it turns out that you've been found out and they are going to go sort out your boss. And then, so you effectively, you've lost your job and you go, oh, you've lost your job. And then you get the montage. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, this is, this isn't what I was expecting. I was exp- and then it goes like a year later or two years later. Yeah, or whatever it yeah. says, and then you're like into it. But So I guess, I guess Jamie's got to do, uh, it's just street, street, street boy. Jamie is a street boy. I mean, I, I, I'd alluded prior, before yeah. the, to the fact that I might take that path, and now knowing that it's inconsequential, I probably won't overthink it. I'll yeah, no, you really don't. I promise you that. Whatever I'm don't feeling like at the time. But it, but like, it, like it does it, affect your what you can do. Like as Chris said, it does have uh, dialogue options for yeah, later but, in the game. Yeah, you yeah just but both ultimately, you both had dialogue choices in the same conversation. Yes, I, I think that's what it yeah. boils down to, and it's almost like giving you slightly different parts. But yeah, I think that's the only thing. If it doesn't even affect it that much, that'll kind of, if you can basically say the same thing, but differently. Yeah, I'll be honest, John. I I don't necessarily know if it does affect everything that much. I mean, there is a theme here, Jonesy. I mean, it wouldn't, wouldn't be. (laughs) uh, Don't, no, let's not. Until we're (laughs) further into it and we can figure stuff out. Like, let's, let's not, we'll find out. Maybe I'll play a different, a couple of different intros to see if it makes any difference. But, I mean, we've, 
pretty much been crapping on it, but I fucking love it. The music is so fucking banging when it's like the energetic moments, the uh, kind of tense moments. There's this one scene, I'm not going to spoil the scene, but you're in a hotel and you're doing some shit in the hotel. The music is so fucking on point. Every time you get into the car and it plays the uh, the uh, non-DMCA friendly music, it's fucking bangers, even though it's like, I don't know, there is some fucking Spanish caliente shit i don't fucking know any of it but it's fucking banging there's um, there's one one more thing i will say but because and i'm not sh- i'm not shitting on miles morales at all but <laughs> yeah by six hours no because no i'm not but i'm just i'm prefacing by six hours into miles morales i was very obviously halfway through the game like yeah. and i'd done loads of stuff and it said <clears throat> it said you've done what's the relevance of that in a cyberpunk conversation no, I, I, I get what he's saying i Oh, because so so because in case anyone was worried that this game is only people have said it's fifteen to twenty hours and have gone yeah you can finish the main story in fifty to twenty hours. Miles Morales is like a what twelve hours to fourteen hour game. Yeah. Um, I was very obviously halfway through Miles Morales after six hours. I haven't even finished the prologue to yeah. get to the main title uh, sequence. And don't get me wrong, like you, you open up that map, okay, and it, I guess it's kind of counter to what I was trying to get my point across by saying hey if you just don't follow any fucking missions and there's these encounters that are really interesting and you know unique like let's say skyrim or whatever but if you open up the night city map which is a fucking god awful map navigation system that they've got enough fucking hate it anyway, it's so messy there's stuff it's so everywhere. bad dude stuff can be everywhere but it just doesn't help you in the slightest but anyway <laughs> no. um there are icons all over the place like hey you could go and like track down this bounty over there or you can go and help the police there or there's a a mystery encounter over here go check it out there's there's so much to do in this game this game is absolutely fucking massive yeah it is huge you know if if you're looking for that game where it's like oh i don't have a lot of money to spend but i need like bang for buck fucking cyberpunk's got it in spades um, which leads us nicely actually onto a point Jamie made and I think is is uh, a good question maybe to finish up this bit on. Um, don't worry, we, I'm sure we'll talk about Soapunk <laughs> again in the future. Um, but should they have released this on PlayStation uh, 4, Xbox? You know, is like it was supposed to originally come out on that generation. Um, <laughs> and given what we've seen, given what we've heard, um, given how that game plays, what are you guys, what are you thinking? Well... <laughs> interesting um look it, it that's a very difficult question because it there's the kind of the more instinctual answer which you know you can kind of give off the cuff regardless of anything else and then there's the logistical answer which is that i think we all uh, acknowledge by at this point in time this being december 2020 uh, many many years after the game was announced and many yeah. years after the game was kind of like they started to build up that hype cycle again um once the game was really on track in development can you really cancel that this video game like on, on certain platforms? Could they really have delayed this video game again? There are logistical answers yeah. to the to those questions that I, I I simply don't have the ability to to answer. I don't I don't know that that's over my head. People who make a lot more money than me are the people who sweat over things like that. But if you were to ask me in a kind of a off the cuff <laughs> reactionary internet way. Should this game have come out? My 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 answer is no. Yeah, I, this game. I, I, this game I agree is, with that. Should, this game is, should not have come out. This game is undercooked, uh, and 
top to bottom, no matter how good. I think I said to you yesterday, actually, in a direct quote almost, no matter how good an experience any one individual can claim to be having with this game, it's not good enough on CD Projekt Red's part. And I yeah. hope, and I think they will have lost a lot of uh, stock with people as yeah. a result the, of this. The, this game should have come out like, fuck, man, this game should have come out. I mean, it's obviously hard to put a thing on it, but it should have come out like in the middle of next year. If 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 they need the time to fucking sort out that majority of people can can play the game and say that they had not encounter a bug every handful of minutes, then they needed that fucking time. And I think they know that they needed that time. But you know, shareholders and this, that, the other, like, okay, I that I can understand and I can get it, but it's not in it's not in a good place for majority of people. And as Jamie says, that's not good enough. And I agree. I th- it's, it's a difficult one, but I, <clears throat> I don't think they can ever get it into a state whereby they could release it on um, previous gen. I, I, I'm at a point now yeah. where... Then they've, then they've was- fucked up. They've fucked up big time. Yeah. And I, I think that, the, you know, remember yeah. that rumor they were saying that the first delay was because... <clears throat> or no, the second delay was because they, did, they failed certification on Xbox and PlayStation. I actually, oh, yes. I can totally fucking believe that now. In some cases, it should have failed it again. Yeah. Well, dude, if you're getting 50, let me tell you, okay, in my old Alienware laptop, which was already showing its age by the time I started playing the division on it, mm-hmm. and I was getting between 14 and 22 FPS, I could tell you that that game was unplayable. Yeah. Right, yeah. And if and imagine if every time you get in a car, every time you get into a, a gunfight, every t- like you get down to say like and 10, now, 12, 15 frames a second. Like, yeah, I think that's on top of that, terrible. as being the state that it is, Imagine that being that. Imagine that happening on one of the most anticipated games of the year. Imagine <laughs> yeah. that happening. Not even on the a year, game dude. Like of all time, perhaps. Well, imagining man. it happening <laughs> on a game that had already been delayed multiple times. Imagine it happening on a game that was meant to come out earlier this year at a time where the next gen consoles didn't even exist yet. Imagine it happening on a game where they promised there would not be any uh, crunch. Crunch. For employees, and yet there was crunch for employees. Imagine it being on a game that was created and envisioned, but perhaps most importantly, beyond what it was developed for, marketed and aimed at the millions upon millions of people who own what we would now call previous-gen consoles. Imagine it happening on a game that embargoed any footage from the the game running on those consoles, even the footage uploaded by people who got it through honest and legal means, like being being sent earlier by a retailer, having that footage struck and DMCA'd, like everything about this top to bottom is an absolute fucking embarrassment in my opinion, an absolute Ooh. fucking embarrassment. And the fact that and this is going to sound like some fucking um, white knight bullshit. But the fact that Naughty Dog went through what they went through earlier this year for embargoing shit or DMCAing stuff like that, and CD Projekt Red are still our best friends. CD Projekt Red are worth over $8 billion. They're the single biggest video game company in the entirety of Europe. They are bigger than Ubisoft. They're not your friends. They're fucked up. They have let down millions of people. Yeah. And I don't care if you're having a good time. I don't care if you think that people who play it on base PS4 are quote-unquote getting what they should expect. They should have expected better. CD Projekt Red should have delivered better. And if they didn't, which they didn't, and if they couldn't, which remains to be seen, yeah. then this is on them. And I, I think it's kind of embarrassing. 
And I hope this is the last time we ever see the single biggest video game company in Europe as our friend, just because, hey, the last time they delivered a bad and broken game, not a bad game, I should take, sorry, I'll retract that. The last time they delivered a broken game, they fixed it. Can you imagine that being your rationale? Like, oh, the last time they sold me a broken game for $60, they fixed it, so they're going to do it again. You've gaslit yourself. Yeah, 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 totally. That was that was literally my thinking going into it, and that's one of the reasons why I think I've probably had a better time with it than I would have had had I not thought about it in this way, but I had three game-breaking bugs yeah. in The Witcher 3. I, I was a game that I went away from and came back to because it needed so much work, and they did it, but... Jamie's Jamie's right. Like you're not like ninety percent yeah. right. I, some of some of me, I get a little bit wonky in the area just because it's an RPG and I feel they're a little bit different anyway. So look, I I agree with you ninety percent, Jamie. I think you are you're accurate in what everything you've said. For me, the issue is the current gen thing versus the previous gen thing, and. There's a lot that is not okay with the game. All of that having been said, and as someone who played, who has played Star Citizen and who's like <laughs> you know, 70, 70 quid into Star Citizen. So you're saying someone who's already been conditioned to accept things that they shouldn't accept. But, or to, or to, yes. <laughs> but, but also to see what someone's trying to do. Like, I can completely see why this game took eight years to come out. I can see why they've got loads of bugs. I can see why they've got loads of issues with it. Um, because they're trying, it seems like they're trying to do so much. And when you can have a game which is a full price game, which comes out, gets a nine out of 10, and I'm not going to name any specific games to slag them off, but they are like little dinky, fun. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we game here we go. On the yeah, PlayStation. Here we go with the, with the Nintendo Switch bashing. I said on the-, the PlayStation. <laughs> But like, and that game can get like a nine out of ten, yeah. and I can, and I can see why, like, because it, it works very well. People enjoy it; it's a cool game. Everyone loves it. But when you then take a game like Cyberpunk, and it's massive, all-encompassing, branching, um, like forward-looking, kind of has all these mechanics and is insane. I wow. do have some sympathy for them. You, you really, but, you no, really think that this game is forward-looking? Oh, it, it's specifically in the sense of they've gone into the future, which means they have oh, to try okay. and invent their own because, stuff. Because I, I think that the actual gameplay of this game is is pretty like I, I'm not going to say last gen because it's not last gen, obviously. But like this is like reading a restaurant review, and the restaurant <laughs> gets a nine out of ten, and then you read the review. It said I didn't well, give the, it a nine. The, the, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying okay. The restaurant gives it a positive review and says the food wasn't great, but hey, they tried to prepare twelve courses. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but hold on. But the food is that, great. That the food is some, great. Okay, the, the the main courses were great. The starters and the desserts weren't. But hey, you know they tried. They made loads. Of, they like? made loads of food. Do you know what it's like? It's like, okay. Let's. The when food in fact, it's like one. going back to fucking where we started. It's like maybe if you took the development time that the crafting system took up, or the yeah. uh, the the gig system took up, where you get phone calls from people you've never even met who'd be like, "Hey, I heard you're new around town. How about doing some irrelevant side stuff for me while you're <laughs> filling out hours?" Maybe if that stuff didn't get development time and fucking pick, fixing bugs or making for. Sorry, I'm. I'm suddenly over my head. You're frothing at the mouth here. I'm literally frothing. (laughs) (laughs) Or making sure that the console that has the highest population of Cyberpunk 2077 players got above 15 frames a second. Yeah. Do you know what it's like? Hey. Using your restaurant analogy, it's like I'm in a Michelin-starred restaurant. Mm -hmm. The the very capable team have prepared a 12-course meal and... 
like probably 75% of those courses are impeccable and are Michelin starred. However, it's the hottest day of the year, their air condition is broken and flies are flying around my head and I'm trying to enjoy their Michelin starred meal, but there's all okay. of these things that are that yeah. are ruining my experience and, and they're not necessarily tied to the food, but they're tied to although the environment. one of the courses is just a, a medium-sized McDonald's fries. <laughs> sure. That's, that's and also, great. And also, that's, I love that. And also, halfway through, they've had to turn the music off because they've realised they don't have the licences for the music and playing I'm, in the restaurant. I'm going I'm to do something I hate, and uh, I, I might live to regret it, because, so, which is and to say, I have to be upfront, I haven't played this video game. I have not played this video yeah. game. But I will say, to describe more than one of those courses in that theoretical meal as a Michelin star quality seems generous. This, from the hours upon hours of footage I've now watched, seems like a game with a lot of really cool ideas, and I think it's going to have a lot of really cool quests, and its strength might well be in the writing, which is where The Witcher 3's strength ultimately yeah. lay, and some of the set pieces and things like that. So, but, so I would call but the, I would but call the like cool the... fundamentals of this game seem to have been extrapolated from yeah. what other games have been doing for the past five or so years of not just open-world game design, but RPG game design and action game design. And they seem to be very good versions of that. But like this, well, seems, but I, would, this seems, I wouldn't even say that seems, they're very good versions sometimes. But yeah, this, yeah. this every time I look at it, I see a good Deus Ex game in an open world. Dude, right. it's what I said. It, it's it's a Fallout game. It, it just right. But, it's Deus Ex. It's Fallout. It's GTA and blah blah. Yeah, blah. it's Skyrim. It's whatever. It's those. And you know what? It's not of much thing. of. It's not much Witcher. <laughs> ah, there we go. <laughs> Jersey, you, you yeah. Look, yeah. No, I was, I was going to say, like, but I would say one of the courses would be the dialogue and the writing and the narrative. One of the courses could be world creation. And just so I mean, there's a lot of very good elements that are fantastic, but then, yeah. but then some of the courses are poo on a plate. There's, there's, <laughs> so, there's, a, there's a lot of heavy lifting going on in this, in this game where the narrative and the setting and the music and the general vibe lifts up. The, it, it fucking Josh Groban's everything, right? <laughs> I, what if I <laughs> yeah. were to tell you that uh, I think the atmosphere and the vibe kind of uh, kind of suck? Nah, they're cool. Dude. What if they... what if I were to tell you? What if I were to tell you that they have nailed the cyber and absolutely flopped on the punk and having advertisements mm. that say things like "buy it or fuck off" or three mouths, one desire" are good for a laugh, <laughs> but don't actually do anything in the name of world building. They're shit that CD Projekt Red thought sounded cool, and don't say anything about the actual future that they've tried to design. I think once you get into the story, you start to see that kind of stuff, but that's but a strong only, argument oh, to me. Oh, only, only on, only on main that. quest, I would say. I can't count on that. I don't agree. I don't agree with you. I actually kind of don't agree with you at all, but I'm not very far in, so that's maybe not. And you, just, to be fair, you might have you might have seen more than I have. Of certain I, I doubt I have. Tried to, uh, maybe cumulatively, but not in terms of actual content. Yeah. But, the, but the reason I say that is because to have a world with things that say three mouths and <laughs> whatever, uh, or buy it or fuck off, fits very well for me in the idea of it's kind of a crazy world where there are people getting executed by the police on the streets. There are open like gang warfare. There are dodgy police everywhere. There is. Um, but that's it's, it's a generally a level. Like you see it and then it goes away. Like when, like when, when Deus Ex tried Which, to I don't do make, mean by like, okay, so when away. Deus Ex tried to make a story about like set in the future where like transhumanism is a thing and human augmentation is a thing, it tried yeah. all these. It didn't hit every target it aimed for, but it tried these somewhat more significant and broader ideas about the version of the future 
its setting. Like it tried to set up the idea of whatever it called it, like the mechanical apartheid and a yeah. divide between people who have and haven't had augmentations. Right. And and a lot of the story in the cutscenes fed back into the wider the 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 societal impacts of what this what this future was saying, um, and what this future had allowed, and and the effect it was having on them. Cyberpunk seems a lot more interested in uh, attributing the odd line of dialogue or the odd billboard to those ideas, but never pursuing them. And it seems a lot more yeah. interested in shit that CD Projekt Red thoughts looked or sounded cool. See the the, I, the way I got it was more a case of. They went through that Deus Ex period, and then they came out the other side of that. So they don't necessarily make it the focus anymore. But then, what they when they do talk back on it, it's more like like the bit that history lost that that lost on. on, on do you get what I'm trying to say? It's almost like mm-hmm. the it that ha- not that it is that that's what happened, but that's how it kind of I see it framed as. It's like. Hey, we've gone past all of that, and now it's just fucking widely accepted that everyone fucking takes their eyeballs out and shit. You know, to varying it's, degrees. It's widely, widely accepted that the personality of this city is that hey, everyone's an arsehole, including you. Basically, yeah. But this is the other fucking thing. It's like all, all, everyone, everything, everything, everyone says in this fucking game is like, oh, Night City, she's such a great fucking city, and she'll eat you up and spit you out if you're not careful. But yeah, the gameplay doesn't necessarily, unless you're on the main quest, the gameplay doesn't fit that either. Interesting. So I, don't, I don't even. So if if a game like um, I haven't played Deus Ex, uh, so I can't really talk to that. But if a game like Detroit Become Human is some a game that has something to say about the future and has moral messages and has like you know loaded things and and tries to take you on a journey of like thinking about the future and thinking about technology and thinking about stuff like this, mm-hmm. I would say that Cyberpunk to me feels more like a Grand Theft Auto game in that it doesn't try to do any of that. It says we've taken the vision of a future and yeah. we just kind of make it fun and put you into it and go, what's going to happen? I don't yeah. think they're trying to say, if their sex is very much of like trying to have a conversation about the future, I don't think that is this. Yeah, I, I, I think it's that they're being cynical about their future, but yeah. that's that's about it. That's that's a really interesting point. And I, I, I actually... I completely get what you're saying. Yeah. I guess, but there's also an element of, and you guys can disagree with me. I feel like the conversation around GTA now that you've brought up in recent years has been a lot of like, okay, GTA Five was seven years ago, and seven years ago you could just about get away with a carbonated soft drink called Sprunk or a, <laughs> a fake social media site called Life Invader with a fake Mark Zuckerberg whose head gets blown up and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. But in 2020, when people ask about what GTA Six could and would be. The, the stopping point for a lot of people in that conversation is that where do you go? Where do you take it? And what room is there left for cynicism in a world with, you know, where Donald Trump becomes president? No, that, I hope that doesn't hurt anyone's feelings, but you know what I mean. If <laughs> yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and people saying, like, the GTA brand and sort of sense of humor and outlook on the world is old. Yeah. In, in antiquated in some respects. And while applying that cynicism and outlook to a future, a fictional future, is something that no one's ever done before, and so I, so I still think there's room for Seed Project Red to explore it. And don't get me wrong, I think the idea of there being dildos around every corner is kind of fucking funny. Like, I, <laughs> I, I dig that. Um, but there's there's also a lot of it that just comes off as sort of like, um, I, I, I one one hurt person I heard in a podcast describing the world described it as um, um, mile wide, inch deep. 
Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. And, and I, I wonder that. if there's an element of that going. Uh, uh, to, the, to, but this to, is this is the weird thing, seeing. right? It it is, but I think it isn't if you're just on the main storyline, and that's, that's the and, key. and and that's where I kind of said that maybe just maybe this game didn't need to be that open world because if that's where the depth is, it, like. Would it be a better game? Would it be a better experience not having that open world? Like, okay, now when I say not an open world, I don't mean like specifically linear, but let's take as an example, God of War, where there's hubs, mm. right? What right. if the whole city's not fucking open to you, but guess what? Chinatown is a fucking hub or Japantown, whatever it is, is a hub. And you go to that hub. And then as you progress in the story, the story points you to the next hub. Right, like it's, it's an, an interesting, interesting idea. Very because, interesting because, idea. Because God of War still had those RPG fucking elements, and uh, I even thought that potentially in God of War they could have taken those RPG elements further and wider and broader. But it's still, I, I, I just kind of feel that like, yeah, th- there was a time when like yeah. every game was coming out as an open world game, and as I looked at it, and I'd be like, why? Do, do you know what's also fascinating about that? Yeah, and Jonesy might be able to relate to this, and and. Uh, comment on like how it could or could not apply to cyberpunk is that the witcher 3 was an open world game and you could go wherever you wanted at whatever time but what the witcher 3 also did was sort of level gate or difficulty gate areas and the quests you get and where they send you to essentially create fake hubs like where the main story goes is where you go and the side quests you pick up are the ones that happen around that main story and you're usually siphoned off into areas of what is a broader open world that you can freely explore but like you start off in wherever and then you go to Novigrad and then you end up in Skellige and blah 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 blah. and they felt like areas that you spent you know 20 hours here 20 hours here 20 hours here I wonder Jonesy do you think a cyberpunk, a cyberpunk, approach that, and maybe siphoned off certain areas in a more like hard and fast way that maybe eased the uh, the pressure on the game that is causing some of the the bugginess or the the uh, the performance issues. Would that have worked, or would it have lost? Like, would Night City lose its appeal when you know you can't get on a motorbike and rip around wherever you want? I think it's a really good. Po- I think it's a good point. And if it, if they could have done that, I think it probably would have been a good thing to do however i think the execution i struggle to see how that would have worked there uh because so for example when you start the game in the prologue you are actually sealed off you can't leave the area you're in because you are in lockdown because of like stuff that's gone on Um, as a pandemic not like that but (laughs) like you're in they they have police cordons that stop you leaving an area and so you can't go anywhere you want to go um the problem of course i think with this is as they would have opened up the city, like they used to do with GTA games, when mm. they used to say, like, the bridge is down and then the, the bridge has been fixed. Yeah. Um, the problem they still have is you end up with a game whereby you can go wherever you want, like, halfway through the game. Um, and so they still have the problem with the bugs and everything. It's an interesting idea to kind of go the other route and to say, I think more like Chris was saying, rather than a Witcher game where you, you're massaged into going to certain hub areas, if they effectively just said, no you're now here you can you can now go here you can even fast travel maybe so that maybe you have to take a some form of transport to get from one place to another and you are in a limited area that feels less limited i think that would yeah. be a good way to have gotten around it but i i wonder the ire of the audience to to, to say yeah. like i mean yeah, maybe, i wanted an open maybe, world game like, maybe i'm in the minority there i don't know i think no i think you're probably like, but it just, it just kind of seems like, like the, that the, the, i prefer the, games that are more like Oh, putting you in an area and pushing dude, you yeah, along. Yeah, give me, give me more focus than a broader kind of generalization. But it's almost like, 
I, I, oh, you know I, which game did it brilliantly? Yeah. The Last of Us Part 2. Feel, felt open worldy, had a linear story and a, and a push. I mean, you, you could have gone back if you wanted, but actually no, you, couldn't. you were on a journey. No, you couldn't go back. Well, you, in, in some of the areas you could like go, <laughs> Yeah, you could kind uh, of go from know, the I, start I, of a level to the end of a level kind of thing. Yeah, I, I'd say, but anyway. But yeah, well, yeah, you couldn't go just, just the, the amount of stuff that you can do in Night City as a fully open world city, it's not, it's nothing that a fully open world caters to. Like, yes, you know, like you could walk around and there's a uh, help the police take this guy, but you could do that in a hub. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure you could, and you could, and you could have more specific. Like these in these occurrences only happen in this hub, and then when you go to another hub, you never get a repeat of the same one yeah. because you're in a new hub, and then they. I don't know. I could just uh, see the comments on this fucking video now. It's like, oh, you... yeah. Anyway, I think I think <laughs> if it's clear, and I hope it, I I, I know I like. Certainly, the, the the couple of questions I just asked you guys that we're exploring the fringes of like <laughs> what this game is and what it could have been and what it should have been and so on and so forth. But yeah, like if this was a if this was just that you two both have a, a lot of positives. As you oh, made, yeah, oh, and, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. I think as yeah. it stands, and especially because I haven't encountered the bugs, I'd say this is still probably the most fun I've had with a game this year. So this is probably my game of the year. It could change, you know. Could change. Don't say it's yours. So it, it's not my game of the year as it stands. I think it's. Um, I can see a lot of promise for it. Um, I'm excited to play more of it. I'm super excited to see a patch that comes in about three months' time, and hopefully, mm-hmm. like a <laughs> PlayStation Five upgrade version. Um, I'm really keen for that. Uh, but I, I, again, I don't want to be the guy that's too forgiving. But I can see you take the game exactly as it is. You patch out the bugs. You give me a graphical update. And I think it will be incredible, um, even even with like the the issues around what you do in the open world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But no, for me, it's not my game of the year. It, it can't be at the moment. It's it's too. There's too much yeah. wrong with it. There's too much that needs to sort of folks um, yeah. cleaning Fair up. Yeah. But I mean, we've been going now for like two over two hours. If Are you any, boys? If, if yeah, let's fucking go. If anyone fucking complains it. about me. <laughs> Ne- always trying to cut us off for, before two hours. Fuck I'm, gla- I'm, gla- I'm glad. We- I'm glad we let that run its course. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's like if there were if there were a game this year that deserved that treatment, with all due respect to the other big games of the year, it probably was this. Like, yeah. Oh, dude, there's so much more I could talk about as well. But I, I think like we've done the stuff. Maybe that, we've done the stuff we after need dark. to talk about. Maybe. And you guys, CP you guys have indulged me in my devil's advocating. So, um, <laughs> I appreciate. I, that. I think if it's an after, you know, if it's an after you, dark, you we only all would have had so to far, have played Sorry, Matt, I didn't mean to talk over you. But you, you can you fall further by climbing climbing higher, and I feel yeah. like they've climbed incredibly high, and no it doubt. makes it it makes it easier and easier to fall in a lot of areas. But I think yeah. they've done a very impressive, astounding job. But yeah, I mean, maybe give it if they'd have had an extra six months, if they'd have had no COVID, there's a whole load of things we could have said. Um, I, I, who knows? I, pff, sorry to bring it back, but I kind of disagree with that. I think regardless of what happened, their blueprint for this game is still a fallout blueprint. But do you, and, but if and you'll, had, always if get, no... you'll always get a cyberpunk version of a fallout game. I don't think right, that COVID so... had anything to do with the fact that this game is not pushing the medium in any single way. Oh, I see what you mean. I, I meant more Other like than maybe the, the technical issues and the, the DMCA staff and the bugs. I think if they had not had working from home and all that sort of stuff, I think we wouldn't have seen those sorts of problems. But I, I mean, I've got no idea. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just nice. giving them... I'm tell, just... You, tell you what, lads. I'm really looking forward to playing that video game. 
<laughs> Are you? Dude, I gen- genuinely am. Genuinely am. I, I think it looks really cool, and I'm really excited to see it for myself. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I think I think that's the the key here, right? Is you do have to kind of a lot of these times, especially when all the reviews are in such a weird kind of space. You you just have to try it for yourself. But look, we need to move on because we've been <laughs> yeah, talking about do. Cyberpunk a lot. So um, last night uh, or th- uh, Thursday night as we um, are recording this on Friday and we go up on Friday, um, was the Game Awards 2020. And of course, it was a bit of a weird one because Jeff had to present that all on his own for the large part (laughs) uh, and with a whole bunch of people video calling in um, and a, I guess, like a fake audience. I don't know. They had loads of clapping sounds and cheering, but... I don't know what that was. They never showed the audience. Like, I don't know if it was a live record, like a... A live streamed audience, or if it's just—it was just just the stage seemed, hands that were busy yeah. recording him, just like <laughs> three people in the background Maybe. clapping. But they did—you well. know—they they got through it. They did a good job, and it was an enjoyable game awards. One of which Jamie and I streamed over on my Twitch channel at uh, Super Show Jonesy. Oh um, yeah! So we we watched it till three in the morning, which is why I slept in and then didn't get up in time to record <laughs> this podcast. But thank you for everyone who came and um, came and watched that along with us. So. Um, couple of things that we would like to go through from the game awards which we'll keep it relatively brief because like i said we've already been going i think we're gonna have to do it as like fucking rapid fire (laughs) yeah pretty much um so there was there's a little bit controversy before the show even happened because um there was a player's choice where you could vote and get your game of the year uh in and it was won. we found out before the game awards by ghosts of tsushima um a very good game obviously playstation exclusive which released earlier this year the controversy around this was more around the fact that The Last of Us Part 2 was ahead um, in the poll for this uh, because Jeff Keighley and Game Awards in general were posting, you know, this is the game that's ahead. This is the game with the more votes. These are who threw to the next round, et cetera, et cetera. And Last of Us Part 2 was in the lead. Neil Druckmann, director of The Last of Us Part 2, then tweeted, but to be fair to him, he later said it was a joke, basically saying, come on, guys, get out there and vote for The Last of Us Part 2 because they were neck and neck at one point with Ghost of Tsushima. Um, and they did pull ahead and they were like yeah. a comfortable lead. There was then a reaction from uh, the Ghost of Tsushima crowd who came and in l- large numbers of people, I can only imagine, the number of people who, who voted on this must have been pretty epic, but voted for Ghost of Tsushima in order to give it a pretty comfortable win um, in the the Player's Voice Award for Game of the Year. So Ghost of Tsushima won. I am a I, I have a little bit of a cynical view on this. I think there was a lot of people that didn't necessarily play either of those games, but who had a bit of a reactionary um, uh, take on the fact they didn't want The Last of Us Part Two to win, and so voted for, admittedly, another very good game. Um, but I could be completely wrong about that. Man, I, it, did you yeah. guys want to? No, it, it just it just blows my mind. We spoke about this on our WhatsApp group, but it, it, it's almost as if you don't know how a, a vote works. <laughs> me no this, i'm sorry it's like, oh uh, your game I, of the your game of the year no, is it, not the it, same it, but it's not game of the year it's player's voice yeah yeah but of game of the year like player's mm, voice for game of the year yeah sure it's but yeah but e- even more so it's like, like it's like hey players what's your game of the year and then a bunch of people said oh well it's the last of us and a bunch of people said no it's not it's ghost of tsushima and then ghost of ghost of tsushima won it's like this is, that, that's that, not no. That's not that's, what happened. That's voting. That's you that, said. Vo- you you suggested that voting was fine <laughs> if if someone voted for something they haven't played, have no idea about which is better. Oh, that, that's that's not speculation you're not, you're not, you're, on your you're on not, your part. And you're not, also, you are not allowed to take that stance as the person of the three of us who takes user reviews on Metacritic the most seriously. <laughs> 
don't you are not worry. allowed to have a take about people <laughs> voting on things when they haven't played the game. But no, because my I, the thing I have about user reviews on Metacritic is it kind of works out often because so many people give it. A, <laughs> Does it? Let's so many, so many it works out. I'm going to open up Metacritic and see how uh, the user reviews quote unquote work out. I'm typing <laughs> so, in the Last of Us. But you get two. so there many it is, 93. Oh, it's a five point seven. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's bullshit. <laughs> what are they doing? That oh, really right. worked so, out. But, so, but, hold on, because so hold on. Metacritic's again, different. Again, you would say that's that a review. The, yeah, hold on, hold on. Let me let me just. Metacritic's different because that's people going, "This is a good game," and then you've got people going, "This is a bad game." That's what they're doing. The it's almost as if player, you don't know how aggregation works. The player's voice thing is not saying this is a good game, this is a bad game. It's just people going, "I this is my game of the year." So people have gone on there, as Chris said, to vote for Ghost of Tsushima, even though they probably haven't played it, some of them. But that's your speculation. Um, that's my speculation. Do you disagree with it? You don't think that's what happened? I think that's definitely uh, I think it's entirely possible that happened, but the point of the matter is it's perfectly within the bounds of what is acceptable within that vote. That vote no! Yes, that vote panned out exactly as it panned out. I promise you there was no collusion with Russia. <laughs> This fucking. <laughs> this is how the rules of the of the vote worked out. Uh, were set out, and this is how it panned out. And guess you what? Should. They asked the players to have a voice about what game they thought was game of the year. And at one stage, it was the Last of Us Part Two, and then it became Ghost. That's how a vote works, dude. I'm gonna wager that more people voted for Ghost of Tsushima than even played Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, I don't think so either. But you I know. don't know. There was. A- there was a but there was a million votes already cast. Hold on, Jamie. Um, um, poll are you are, right you, are you still on Metacritic? I am. Can you maybe check out the Metacritic score for Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, let, sorry, let's do it. Let's quickly. Uh, you know, because usually the, Metacritic works out for Jonesy. So let's. Uh, so the critics. Oh, I didn't say the, critics so the critics leveled out that Ghost of Tsushima was an eighty-three out of one hundred. Um, Decent, which, good you know, score. Really solid. It's worth noting that users really liked Ghost of Tsushima. It's a nine point two out of wow. ten universal acclaim. So it's Probably. almost it's almost as if the the num the critical reception of it is doubled. Therefore, putting Ghost of Tsushima in the lead over The Last of Us Part Two. As I just said, Metacritic <laughs> is not saying what's your <laughs> what is your favorite is saying do is it good is it bad and a yep. lot of people in fact were, uh, a lot of people were and probably rightfully so were annoyed at the low scores that Sashima well, was it's, getting it's also it worth noting out. that uh, according to metacritic users uh, whose passion for ghost of Tsushima just <laughs> overflowed they've actually made it on metacritic the second best playstation 4 game of all time ahead of the likes of god of war the witcher 3 the last of us remastered uh blood porn Bloodborne, excuse me. <laughs> Bloodborne! Oh! I look fuck? into Jamie's Pornhub history. That is not oh, like good. That's a horrible one to get on a fucking Blood podcast. Bloodborne. But what I was going to say... Bloodborne. Blood... <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, what do you use as lube? Look, I did it on purpose so we'd have a keyword. Blood yeah, porn, okay, yes. yeah, it's got to be. It's got it at this yeah, stage. Um, Jesus I'm going to write that down. So I don't but what it. I was going to say was that all those games can suck a dick because the people have spoken Ghost of Tsushima is better. Yeah. But what's weird about this is Ghost of Tsushima, I, so I have not played Ghost of Tsushima. For everything I've seen and heard and read about it, it's a very good game. Like, it's a fantastic game. It's a legitimately very good game, yeah. So yeah. it gets weird because I... And well, maybe are you I'm, saying I, it gets... Oh, hold on. What are you trying to say? Are you saying it's weird that a legitimately good game won Game of the Year? 
I'm uh, saying are you w- saying it's weird that a game that was not wrapped up in any kind of controversy for the most part ended up getting the player's voice award is this is this what you're I'm saying trying? I'm saying that it's I'm saying that it's weird that a, a very good game um is kind of <laughs> taken away from having its actual in effect you can't appreciate the game for what it is right if it becomes it, a political instrument I think like we, yeah sorry because you, you try, like people, that's a very good game that has become mired in like a bit of a battle. Um, because when it, not only now, but when it came out, um, because when it was, when it came out, there was this whole thing between Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Tsushima and people going online to say, Ghost of Tsushima's amazing, Last of Us Part 2's trash. Like, Last of Us, Last of Us Part 2 wasn't trash. Like, we, we've all played it, we all know it wasn't. But there were people who said it was. So it kind of, you, you've almost taken away from the people who made Ghosts what that game actually was because you've made it a political thing for you in your in, in 2020 which is i feel like that takes away from that game i get yeah what I, I get that but, but outside of outside of the battle with the last of us part two if they try and release a ghost of tsushima 2 and there's no last of us on the horizon are you gonna have a whole load of people who go oh okay i didn't really play the first one so i'm probably not going to pick up the second one and then they kind of get a bit of a um you know a bit of hit the real world and realise that their game was used in a slightly wonky way. Like, I, it just feels a bit odd to me, but maybe I'm wrong. I tweeted out and a lot of people replied to me that um, they really liked Ghost of Tsushima and they thought it was game of the year, so fair play to them. Yeah, funny that. But let's move on, because we were going to do this quickly <laughs> yeah. and we've taken forever. No, that, that was the one that I had to kind of, like, get involved in. But yeah, let's... No, no, fair enough, fair enough. Let's go um, for it. There was uh, some key game announcements and updates that we um, we saw. So, uh, Sea of Solitude, the director's cut... Oh. So I don't know if we need to go through every single one of these. When I put the word key in there, I, I oh. uh, just because hey. I, I listed, I listed. I'll pick every, out my favorite then. I listed I'll pick out my favorite. I listed Dude. every single game that was even like mentioned. So you, you, rapid I'm fire, gonna, I'm, rapid fire, this shit. Yeah, I'm going to rapid oh, you fire. Can, oh, you, I'm gonna, you, can, you can do all of them if you want to rap. If you want to, like, I won't do all of machine, them. I'm if you want to Tommy gun them, Jonesy, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick out. Um, I'm going to pick out some select ones. Machine gun Jonesy. Sephiroth. Is coming to Smash Bros. Everyone's super excited about that because Smash Bros. is one of the greatest games ever made, as everyone knows. Um, <laughs> uh, Perfect Dark is from the initiative. I think we, I don't know if that was um, already called Perfect Dark, but they sort of did the reveal. Just rumored. It was called Perfect no, yeah. Dark. Um, Jamie mentioned yesterday as we were watching. That so. could be a big one, boys. That could be pretty fucking. That's, that's yeah, it's a pretty big deal. There's big and pe- it looks it looks. This is the uh, what well, we only saw CG stuff yesterday, but I like what they're doing with it so far. And a perfect, a perfect dark game coming out in this gen sounds. Pretty but this good. is this is the great thing about this generation, though, right? You see a CG uh, trailer, but hey, it could be and that's in game. It could be in game. <laughs> the team who worked on Left 4 Dead uh, have made Back for Blood, <laughs> and it's identical, but it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it's a sort of monster mash take on uh, Left 4 Dead. Lots of blood and oversaturation. Looks a lot of fun. We've got another one for the list. Yeah. Back for Blood. 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 Whatever. How you want to say it? Uh, if you didn't have enough cyberpunk in your life already, you can play um, the... You can, I don't know what the car's called. The Quadra. Quadra, yeah. The Quadra from Cyberpunk is coming to Forza Horizon 4, of which you can play, as Jamie informed me yesterday, on Xbox Game Pass. So get your hands on that. Um, well worth playing. December. Hell yeah. Uh, there, were, there were so many announcements yesterday. It was kind of, um, kind of insane. Uh, we have a little look at... Dragon Age, didn't we? A little brief peek. We did. It wasn't much. Which uh, may or may not just be called Dragon Age, which would be an interesting decision. 
I've I've never played a Dragon Age game, and I I think I might like to. I like the visuals that were going on there, but would I be able to jump into it without knowing the story? Who knows? I um I tried to play Dragon Age Two and Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, didn't really vibe with either. Wow, fair enough. Uh, we had a look at um, a very a very snazzy looking game that <laughs> on balance didn't look that amazing, but I wanted to mention it because it was one of those. It was kind of an odd one because it was no sound, just music. Um, uh, game called Crimson Desert. For, uh, it's an MMO made by oh, a right. South Korean team, um, which was kind of they were. I think Jeff Keeley even said looks absolutely incredible. And then when we got to look at some of the footage, it was like okay, it looks good, but it also looks kind of weird. And there's a lot of a lot of particle effects going on that make it look a bit <laughs> jank. But yeah. anyway. I, I, didn't I, re- I wasn't really sure what they were trying to communicate with, with that trailer. Can I just cut yeah, in here? Yeah, because it, it seems like you are kind of going down the list, which is fine. But you've, you've, missed, you've missed two that I want to talk about. Oh, go on then. Uh, which is, the, <laughs> <laughs> which is it's quite an important one, I think, is the Callisto Protocol. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right, but, which I mean, is, this, was, this was one of the more interesting things of the whole show, I thought. I'll back Chris there. Yeah, so coming from the people that basically made um, uh, Dead Space, right? I, yes. I thought this was too. I thought this was a bit too early to kind of get excited about. If I'm being honest, I mean, the idea of it sounds cool, and it was a very C, it was a CG trailer that didn't really show. I, I think just the fact that they showed off a trailer that, for all intents and purposes, could have been called Dead Space Four. For all we, the moon. for all we knew, no. But you know what I mean, like. I fucking it, it oozed dead space, but I think it's interesting that Back for Blood is basically uh, Left for Dead three, but but Valve didn't want to fucking get involved with it, so they were like Total Rock was like, yeah, we'll we'll make it, and then the Callisto Protocol is like, oh yeah, we'll we'll just make another fucking dead space, call it something else, but yeah, oh, it's, it's yeah, fucking yeah. cool, dude. Like this could be this could be a new kind of thing of games coming out of the ashes of studios that we loved and the games that they made. See, these always go badly. <laughs> they always, this, is why, this, is why I'm, this is why I'm going reta- to like, you know, refrain from getting too excited at this point when, until I see some of how these games look because, yeah, I mean, it sounds great. Um, a dead space on a moon, on Callisto, which is a moon. So this yeah. time you're not in space, you're on a moon. But um, Dead moon. You didn't see it. Ha- it has worked it. before, I will say. It has worked before. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, um, and the, and the other one, Jones, that I wanted to talk about was Endless Dungeon, uh, a game by Amplitude. Which the reason I bring it up, it's got a really cool little art style, but I think that would be a fucking excellent game to play with you guys because it seems like some kind of a, a Diablo esque cartoonish kind of yeah. romp, which I would be very interested in playing with you guys. I was no, I would as well. There was a lot of games on here actually that made me think, "Oh, we could play this." Often <laughs> because there was a lot of four-player monster shooter games that were announced. In this thing. <laughs> I, 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 was, I think it was Open Road. But, um, Open Road was the procedurally generated uh, road uh, trip. Was so, that that one? No. So Open Road was the one by Fulbright. Who? That's the Gone Home and Tacoma people. So oh that's no, the, this kind is of the, the narrative one. You're thinking of Road ninety six. Oh, my bad. Road 90. Oh, there you go. I've even seen it on the list. Road <laughs> there we go. Um, Disco Elysium, the final cut. Um, Bear, yeah. was on there as well. Something I've never played, but like I said, it looks amazing. Everyone who's play played it, it fucking raves about yeah. it. I can confirm, by the way, that even though they didn't show it at the time or in the trailer because of a marketing deal, it's coming to PlayStation 4 first, uh, but it is coming to Switch and Xbox like a, a few months after. 
So that cool. will be on everything by the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, that's cool. End of next um, year, I should say. We also had uh, Vin Diesel playing <laughs> Vin Diesel in Vin Diesel the Game. Um, Dude, which... it was so weird watching that thing live and trying to figure out what the fuck that game was. There yeah, was one all... point, Chris. So, yeah, yeah. Ahead, I was no, going to say, there was one point where, um, I can't remember who said it, maybe someone in the chat, we thought they were rebooting Turok with Vin Diesel. <laughs> Would have been better, I think, if that's what they'd been maybe. doing. Maybe. It's, it's actually, I didn't even say it yet, it's actually Ark 2. So um, Vin yeah. Diesel is coming to Ark. The, the character animation in that trailer just looked so fucking weird and stiff, which is which probably leads to why it is Ark 2 and, and not a Turok game. But yeah, very oh, I think you're say because it is Vin Diesel. <laughs> That's what Vin Diesel's like. Oh, what I love is that Vin Diesel is kind of like sitting at home wearing his wife beater with like his beer guts like hanging out and you know, because he's let himself go lately. But then he's like in, in Arc 2, he's like, yeah, just give me the abs and the, the big arms. And <laughs> I found it weird that he looks just like himself. <laughs> Yeah. I, maybe that's not weird. Like Johnny Silverhand looks just like Keanu Reeves, but with longer hair. But they I mean this looked too much like Vin Diesel from like the early noughties. In that yeah, saying, it was yeah. weird. I, it's so just strange. it's just the odd one. But yeah, cool. You know, Ark is a pretty cool game. I've heard, and I'm sure Ark Two would be enjoyed by people. Um, as I mentioned, there were quite a few multiplayer uh, monster shooters and Evil Dead the game has been announced, which is another one which looks just like Left 4 Dead or Back 4 Blood or whatever you yeah. want to say. Did, did they, um, so I, I didn't watch the awards, but I did watch that trailer. Is that Does that seem like a, a co-op shooter kind of thing? or like Definitely, yeah. They, yeah. So they had multiple, they had Ash from obviously all of the Evil Dead games. Yeah. They then had a, a Knight, which is obviously from Evil Dead 3, where yeah. it goes back in time to Medieval. Um, and then they had two other characters as well, which I didn't recognise. Um, and it does, to me, that is four-player co-op versus that, that, that could be cool, okay. dude. And, and I fucking love Evil Dead, so that's sweet. Evil Dead is very cool, so, that's a, yeah. Um, yeah, that should be good. We have to mention Returnal um, giving, getting a date March 19th, because, of course, Chris um, famously... <laughs> anti-returnal because he said it was soccer mom the video game yeah soccer mom the video game starring karen <laughs> <laughs> Some, someone made that joke as well last night in the comments so yeah. i'm standing by it you know what the game could be really fucking cool and maybe it could be made even cooler with the fact that you are playing a very generic soccer mom but you're still I don't, what you've decided you're playing a very generic soccer mom. I haven't decided like, anything. That's what's on the screen of the trailers and the footage that I've been watching. Like a woman in her forties in a spacesuit. Yeah. How is she a very generic? Like, I like that we're, we're also her. now guessing her. We're guessing her age. Why not? Well, yeah, she looks like <laughs> clearly a woman in her forties. Yeah. Clearly a woman in her forties. Karen, the, for, the forty-year-old uh, soccer mom, starring something in Returnal. That, <laughs> something that I wanted to mention because it. Um, it piqued my interest, although I guess a lot of people might have ignored this one. Um, it Takes Two from Hazelight seemed like a very cool co-op game that I, when we were watching it, actually, Jamie pointed out that I might want to play with my significant other, and I think um, yeah. oh, it looked yeah. very cool. Was, it looked like a very interesting game. Yeah, I, I, that game, I think we we all watched uh, uh, the EA uh, press conference earlier in the summer, and like that game didn't make an impression on any of us, I remember rightly, but uh, seeing some of the gameplay and some of the scenarios and sequences they've cooked up, seeing a bit more of the art style and the tone of that game. Uh, including the writing, the, the writing, writing was actually, acting. yeah. It's starting to take shape as something that actually would be very fun to play with someone else, especially if they do sort of a way out style couch mm. co-op. Like they're doing the same thing where you get uh, basically two copies of the game with every purchase. So, you know, I think very, very interesting studio with uh, very interesting games. And a very interesting yes. front man. 
But yeah. <laughs> he made in another his, in his um, mocap. Yeah. For the awards last Although night. he didn't swear, he didn't say "fuck the Oscars" this time. Very disappointed. <laughs> did he? True. Did he uh, schnaff up a whole line of coke though? Probably no. He did not the whole thing. You're gonna love it. It's not like other co-op games. It's the best co-op game you ever played, I, Jeff. I promise. <laughs> he's Tommy. He's just Tommy Wiseau. Really. He's the Tommy Wiseau of the, <laughs> yeah. of the games industry. Um, but although, well, to be fair, but he looks like he's making a, another good game. So there you go. Um, Master Chief. What are you trying to say to about Fortnite? the room? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'm not saying. A yeah, word. Tommy Wiseau is coming to Fortnite. <laughs> oh, don't that please. Would I would. I would. I would reinstall it in a heartbeat. <laughs> Yeah, I um, would too. No, Tommy Wiseau is not coming to Fortnite. Master Chief is coming to Fortnite uh, in varying varying colours. Um, so there you go. He's <laughs> Jay, you. What was it you mentioned yesterday, Jamie? About I don't think it was varying colours. I think is it like ODST and all that stuff? Like no, 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 different... no, no. It's 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 just normal Master Chief. But basically, they used red versus blue, like and actually oh, got like a. Okay. So they actually had like a red versus blue sequence in the trailer with like the OG Rooster Teeth voice actors doing a bit. That's cool. And I wasn't 100% sure what they were talking about after the fact, uh, because they kind of, they interviewed the guy further to elaborate on what was actually happening. But they made reference to like uh, Blood Gulch, like the Halo, uh, the classic Halo Combat Evolved map that much of Red versus Blue, uh, the start of the the, uh, show took place in, is maybe like coming to Fortnite and there's going to be some capture the flag mode in it. Where? I'm not sure. Um, But basically Master Chief. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as well as Walking Dead's Daryl, and I've no idea how to say that. Michonne? Michonne. 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch Walking Dead, so. Yeah. It's funny because Jonesy and I were arguing. Jonesy was claiming that Norman Reedus invaded everything uh, <laughs> around the time of Death Stranding, and I argued <laughs> that that was just his imagination. And now Norman Reedus, in a roundabout way, is in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. There you go. He's invading everything. Because I got called out in the chat for that as well. So I said, typical Jonesy, says Norman Reedus is in everything, can't name anything he's in. <laughs> hey, if I was Turns out you were just making... predicting the future. You should have, you know, people, people just weren't sure what you, what you meant. <laughs> um, but the last thing, uh, like, reveal that was, like, we sort of took interest in um, was the Mass Effect teaser trailer, ah. of which Jamie actually <clears throat> pointed out they did announce a couple of weeks earlier. Um, yeah. So it wasn't so much of a unknown quantity but but the first time yeah. we're seeing stuff the first time yeah we're seeing anything yeah. in the way of you know visually what they're going for but i actually pulled up the uh the blog um when we were live and i'll do it again but um so this was last month when they confirmed the existence of the legendary edition oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh there's a paragraph that says meanwhile here at bioware a veteran team has been hard at work envisioning the next chapter of the mass effect universe we are in early stages of the project and can't say more just yet, but we're looking forward to sharing our vision for where we'll be, we'll be going next. And I guess in a roundabout way, they did quote-unquote share that vision. It just meant that the words Mass Effect... What was it? Mass Effect will return or... Mass Effect will return, yeah. Mass Effect will oh, return. No, we'll, no, we'll, we'll continue. continue. We'll continue, we'll continue my sorry. bad. Mass Effect will continue. It was a bit like, yeah, you already told us that. Yeah. But you so, see, I, this is where you've got it wrong, Jamie, okay? Because the trailer played, you know, and then it went through space and then to the snowy thing. And then this uh, blue bitch picked up a thing that said N7 on it. And you're like, oh, yeah, cool. And then the title card said Mass Effect will continue. But you've got it wrong. It's not Mass Effect will continue. It's Mass Effect will continue. It's about William continue and how oh. he, you know, how he kind of picked up the ashes from uh, the new commander. Know, 
Yeah, the new commander. Oh, Will, so you, William t- Continue. Tell me a story about the Continue. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. Anyway, let's move on. So, um, uh, as a surprise to Jamie, um, not surprise to me because I didn't predict anything. But no Elden Ring and no uh, Silent Hill. I think that's the um, biggest news story out of. Uh, well, there was none. I don't. I don't think you have a story which there wasn't there. Because I, I, <laughs> I think that Elden Ring just doesn't exist. It's a. It's a collective hysteria that we've just uh, manif- <laughs> manifested. There is no Elden Ring. It doesn't exist. You. You didn't actually see the trailer. Uh, there is nothing going on there. Uh, George R. R. Martin is a gardener. Um, don't expect anything. Nothing's coming out. There's no Elden Ring. It was Imagine funny. if they'd managed to expunge it from the internet as well so that we couldn't even <laughs> no, go back. Fa- and I was like- going to say, that's what the funny, they failed because yeah. Elden Ring also won the most anticipated <laughs> game award <laughs> yes. on the same night. How? Dude, Elden Ring fans are something else. It wouldn't have won the award had they shown anything at the game awards. It was the lack of showing anything which built the anticipation which allowed it to win. Well, there you go. Um, so, okay, let's touch on a couple of the winners uh, to finish off. So, of course, The Last of Us Part 2 won pretty big, taking home the game of the year, um, best game uh, direction, best narrative, best action-adventure game, and best performance by Laura Bailey for her portrayal of Abby in The Last of Us Part 2. Interesting. I am excited after this podcast to go online and look at the reactions specifically for uh, for Laura Bailey winning. You so are such a fucking quartering cuck, aren't you? So we see if the quarter- I'm going to see if the quarterings made any videos about it yet. Oh, I'm sure he would have. Or nah, he, he, he he isn't woken up yet. Oh right, yeah. I think okay. there's a, that is a all of those all of those wins are completely justifiable for the last of his part two. Like, very um, well done to the team. Um, I, I would I would game. potentially argue against uh, game direction, but I, that's that's probably nitpicking for the sake of nitpicking. It's also like the classic award show thing of like. You've given it best narrative. You've given it best performance. So you're acknowledging it had the best story and they got the best performances out of their actors. You almost have to give the direction thing. Yeah. Unless you're Ben Affleck, in which case you don't win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, congratulations <clears throat> on making the best film of the year. You win nothing. Go home. <laughs> Sorry, weird, weird Argo throwback for any, yeah, uh, well. for any cool fans <laughs> yeah. out there. I don't know why. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Anyway, moving on. So, so very good night for the last of us part two. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Chris, did you want to? No, I was going to say, Ghost of Tsushima got uh, best art direction. Yeah, I think, and com- <clears throat> completely justifiably, what an amazing. Oh, dude, well, that was a fucking tough category. Yeah. Right. Yes, but I think I think you could you could take any still from Ghost of Tsushima and be like, I, I could print that out and put it on my wall. Yeah, it was it was the game that has got me them to mess with the photo mode. The most I ever have, ever. Okay, cool. <clears throat> uh, and then um, Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, got best score and music. Fucking I have not played yes. It, so no idea about yes. That. Such, you know, you know how I knew it was going to win that? When Jamie and I were having our spoiler cast and Jamie said, you know what, Chris, you were right. That fucking one, one-winged angel Sephiroth song fucking slaps. I was like, it's, it's fucking cleaning up at hey, the awards. <laughs> they used it during the Smash Bros. reveal, so... You know, credit where it's due. Game recognized game. Um, Sephiroth. <laughs> Sephiroth. Uh, Hades was in quite a few categories, um, and it did win a couple of awards, rightfully so, in my uh, my opinion. Uh, it won best indie game and best action game, while Among Us 
absolutely fair play to the guys who made Among Us. They won two awards last night. I think Best Mobile was one of them, and I can't remember the other the other award they won for that. But um, very well done to those guys. What was even more adorable about Among <clears throat> Us winning? Um, obviously a game which was released quite a long time ago by a small group of people, I think it's four people in total, was the fact that they uh, did their acceptance speeches from what what looked like a university bedroom <laughs> with one of the people of the, the four on a phone you know, just holding yeah. her up. That's Not the weirdest see. acceptance speech of the night, if you'd believe it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, not as, not as interesting as the... Um, the woman standing outside the window. Yes, there was a moment where The Last of Us 2 won uh, for innovation in accessibility, and it's that a bloke it, yeah. sitting in front of um, his computer, like like we are now, with yeah. a window over his shoulder, a woman standing on the other side of the window, but she's mic'd up as well, and they never explain it. Social distancing, well, they, said they, were, they said that they were neighbours, yeah. so I think what happened was they were in lockdown, she couldn't go in, but to the house because that had breached so breach rules. So she stood outside the window, like you said, mic'd up. But it just looked really strange. I got, I got to, I got to find a video of it. That sounds hilarious, I'm, Chris. I'm, I'm sending you a picture now, just so you can oh. get an actual like uh, a snapshot of what I, what we mean. Yes, but it is a, it is a. <laughs> that, you know what that looks like? I mean, fuck it out. Oh my god. <laughs> It looks like she was a creepy stalker who's yeah, trying it, to get it, in through the window. It looks like she's about to like take out a knife and stab him in the back. That's amazing. We said like, as we were watching it, how amazing it would be if she got tackled by like a police officer or something. Who was yeah. like, she's trying to break in, Jeez, but it didn't yeah. happen, and she was fine. It, do you think it's fair that Among Us won awards in like it, that game came out over a year ago? No, like technically, didn't it? I, I don't think that matters. I don't think that matters. Well, I think. Well, I don't know, well, like, dude. Like, like they they excluded Cyberpunk because it didn't re- like meet the criteria on the other side of it. It's not even. A- How could you put Cyberpunk in it when it wasn't even out? <laughs> Jeff, Keeney but I but I guess what I guess what like Chris is saying is like Among Us is a game from 2018. If Among Us was the best, like I forget which awards it even won. Um, it, um, like, it was best but, mobile game, and I can't remember the other one. I just I cannot remember for the life of me. But like if Among Us, uh, but so okay, uh, Among Us won uh, the Game Award for Best Multiplayer Game. Right, it came out in twenty eighteen. Why, why, why wasn't God of War the Game of the Year? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this or, year, or, do you know what you, I mean? Or if you take it to like, it didn't hit this year. It's, it's, it's about the success. Yeah, I think, but okay. Among let Us me say, year. if there was a huge thing where like there was a huge wave of like everyone decided to replay Red Dead Redemption Two this year. And one of the most single most popular games of the year on Twitch and on YouTube and amongst gamers by every metric was replaying Red Dead Redemption 2. They wouldn't have nominated it for any awards. I think it would have to have... But it didn't, because it didn't... RDR 2, if, if it had been ignored when it came out and then had been picked up and then had gone massive, I think it could have technically won some awards. I don't, I don't know. know. That, that's, that's kind of like saying, like, uh, to use the room reference when it came out and no one gave a shit about it, but now it's this cult classic. It's like, now at the Oscars, it's like... Best cult movie, The Room. It's like, well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. It, I it, don't know. I thought it, it was I thought it was fair. It, it seems a bit weird. I mean, look, then they did say that uh, No Man's Sky won best ongoing game. But then again, the award uh, justifies itself in the title, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because it's specifically for like, like, game. Let's put it this way. Game. Among Us took away an award from a game that might have won released this year. But just because it just... Just missed it by one idea. bit of thing of popularity among us got it. So let's say the second best game, it could have fucking won. And you but know what, normally- it actually, and it could have uh, turned the fortunes of that 
team, that company, that those devs completely around by getting that. That's, yeah, that's interesting because like that game won't necessarily have a chance next year or the year after. Or whatever. Yeah, it's just a yeah. bit strange to me. Like, but for Fair Play, Among Us has done wonders this year, especially for people in lockdown and and the entertainment on on Twitch and and whatever. But it just kind of seems a bit, I don't know, just a bit wrong to include it. Fair play. Um, so like you said, No Man's Sky won best ongoing game, which I think is probably the most justifiable award of the award of the night. Um, <laughs> fair play to them for uh, like the amount of time and effort they've put into that game over the years. Fair and fair to them. Yeah. It was definitely um, ongoing. <laughs> <laughs> full, uh, full guys won best <clears throat> community support. Animal Crossing getting a bit stitched up by only winning one award of the night with best family game. Uh, Half Life Alex in the least surprising of any of the awards I think um, won best VR uh, AR game. Yeah. So Fair I, enough. I, th- I think it was a there was a lot of good games this year surprisingly I didn't think it was going to be um as good a year for games in general because of everything that went on. But. Yeah. And and I feel like for the on the award side of things like lots of games got their props. Um like Hades like Hades like Ghost like Final Fantasy like Animal Crossing like Among Us like Fall Guys like they somehow in roundabout way managed to give a tip of the hat to a lot of the more significant games for various yeah. reasons yeah. Th- of this calendar year, while also pissing a lot of people <laughs> off by giving The Last of Us all the important ones. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. But hey, I, I think this has been the longest podcast we've probably ever done. Jesus We're pushing Christ, about two yeah. hours and 45 minutes or something, maybe even a little bit over that. Um, so I think we should probably wrap it up right about there, boys. I'm sure we will have um, more cyberpunk to talk about in the future hopefully we won't let it drag out oh, for as long as the, we the, this time, the, the fine folks at home still have to look forward to the day where i come in having played it and decide <laughs> the podcast is all about me and that my important opinion is the one that matters and i'm and looking I'll, forward I'll, to that day i'll hijack the entire podcast and then after that after a while and then we've all kind of sufficiently gone enough and hopefully finished the game then we have a, a fucking 10 hour spoiler cast on our patreon then we have a spoiler cast. Then we have the PS5 <coughs> version when the, yeah. that gets delivered yeah. and Josie gives us an update. Yeah. Then we have uh, oh, the, DLC. The, uh, the first rounds of DLC, which if it's anything like The Witcher, we're going to get at least two or three really thorough and decent uh, DLC expansions. So uh, yeah. <coughs> look forward to us talking about this game indefinitely. Yeah, and 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 even then, after all of that, <clears throat> Elden Ring will still not be out. So Very true. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> But hey, everyone listening, everyone watching, thank you so much for joining. Um, We are available on uh, podcast platforms across the board and also on YouTube. So maybe if you're watching this on YouTube and you you can't watch it one week, maybe check us out on a podcasting platform. Maybe if you're listening to it on a podcasting platform and you want to see our little faces and Chris's lovely cyberpunk lighting setup today, check us out on YouTube. And if you do go to our YouTube channel, um, leave a comment letting us know that you've made it to the end of this mammoth, gargantuan episode um with the very special code word this week which is blood porn given blood to us porn. by um the one That's and only b l o d p o r n e you have to get the e ah. at the end because it's ye, ye oldy porn ye oldy blood porn <laughs> blood porn, ye oldie blood blood porn. porn. Well, i'm glad you wrote it down jonesy because i was trying to th- remember what we had said and the only thing that kept on popping in my head and i knew it was wrong was a blood sperm Blood sperm. <laughs> oh, See, no, that's, I, that's 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 the, usually the result of blood sperm. But you know, one's the wow. instant. It's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Oh no, you the, you watch the blood porn, and when you're finished watching the blood porn, there's blood sperm. I got you. Right, exactly. exactly. Mm. 
How grim. <clears throat> but thank you, everyone, for joining no, Jonesy, us. Are you, sorry, are you kink-shaming me right now? Like, I am. Hold on, Jonesy, how dare you, you not let us have a three-hour podcast? What is wrong with you? Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, it's me this week. It's me holding <laughs> off, um, not letting you guys break that. Break Alex, that he's barrier. no longer just the fence. He's also the killjoy. Kill, kill joy, Alex. The buzz kill. Sitting, sitting on the fence, killing all the joy. Wow. Um, <laughs> thank you also to everyone who's listening to us on paisleyradio.com, Thursdays at 10pm. You probably won't even hear this on Paisley Radio because we're probably overrun by so much. Gee, yeah, they're just going to have to cut us after two hours. <laughs> they yeah. just have to do a, a hard cut. Uh, but yes, you will see here slash us from us next week, a very special episode because it will be our 52nd um, podcast since we started. Oh my that is God. A full year. That's the, a year of podcasts. So the, bi- you are the big welcome. zero one. Yes. Holy yeah. shit. Um, and with that, boys, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for um, letting me host this one. Thank you no, for Jonesy, Jonesy, thank you. Uh, we will see you all again next time. So, Hopefully. Yeah. Maybe not. See ya. Bye.